where's the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on gotodobbs.com now. Get your ride ready for spring driving with Dobbs Spring Break Deals. Money saver deals you can use on Goodyear, Pirelli, Cooper, Michelin, and General Tires. Expert auto service too. Click on gotodobbs.com for spring break deals now. NinjaBling.com, the online home of Moritz Royce Jewelry, the exclusive jeweler of the Riz Show. Check out their huge collection, including one-of-a-kind pieces from the Simon G Collection. Or they can make you your own, custom-built piece just for you. And because they have an upstairs location, Moritz Royce can save you money over the street-level stores. Make an appointment. Head to NinjaBling.com to get the address and phone number. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Moritz Royce Jewelry, where you get the jewels and not the shack. The Rizzuto Show Podcast, powered by Dobbs. Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers are hiring now with 42 stores. Apply at gotodobbs.com today. All right, let's hit it. Little listener discretion is advised. Rizzuto. Rizzuto. Hey! Oh, my God. Guys, it's so great to see y'all. Likewise. And good morning, St. Louis. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Okay. Let's see. Microphone's working all right. Full check. Scott? Yep, microphone check. Okay, microphone. Your microphone work okay? Energy up, sir. This is sound a little weird. It does sound a little Uh, muted. I don't hear anything in my headphones. I've been up since 12.15, so my whole head, everything kind of feels and sounds weird to me right now. Check, check. I think it's just me, though. What is going on? So we're not getting any... uh, I don't know. I feel like something with the uh, processing is different. Am I dying? (laughs) Uh, yes. Audio on that feed. Very, so very slowly, hopefully. Everything is all right? Yeah. Okay. We sound okay, St. Louis? No one's giving us a response. Everybody checking in on the uh, the YouTube chat? Morning from Jersey. All Morning. right. Hello. Right. Hello. Hello. Check the flux capacitor. That's fine. Uh, Rafe's back. Uh, hey, Rafe. I'm back, baby. Yay. After a couple days in Denver, uh, Learn is sick. Hopefully, she'll be back tomorrow. But... Uh, Chat says sounds good. Man, this is bugging me out in my headphones here. I'm unplugging and plugging back in. That usually works. Hello. Where'd it go? Yeah, fine. <laughs> it's fine. Everything's fine. We're good. It's going to be a good week. It's going to be great. It's going to yes, be a great week. Got a lot of stuff coming up this week. A lot of activities. This was a uh, this was an activity-filled weekend, I'll tell you that. Yes. Friday, uh, got the old... Uh, Got the old folding chairs out and sang, uh, sat along Clayton Road to watch the homecoming parade for Lafayette High School. Right. That was fun. All right. Yeah, man. You know me. I love parades. Yeah. <laughs> love them. That's love awesome. them. How was the grand marshal in this? I don't know. Oh. It's a big deal. Took the old folding chairs. It was go- It was actually, I mean, Friday night was a nice night out as far as weather-wise goes. Nice. Friday night was nice. Went to the football game. Big win, I assume. I guess so. Didn't stay for the whole thing. Oh, <laughs> okay. 
Now it's pretty much toe tapping the entire time. When the hell are we going to get out of here? Was it packed? Packed. Dude, the last packed. Friday, the last Friday varsity game we were at, uh, dropped off the kid, kind of stuck around for a few minutes, and then uh, was like, oh, I'll be back at whatever time, you know, because she wants to hang out with her friends and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's why we were there. Well, I came to pick her up, and we didn't even go all the way to the field. I had her meet me halfway. I still was stuck in the parking lot for a half hour. <laughs> I mean, it was so packed. Yeah, it, yeah, that and, is the place to be. And listen, if you know you're going to a place that's going to be crowded and it's going to be a mass exodus, you got to put yourself in the right position to get out. I just didn't know. I didn't. I mean, I felt like it felt like Texas. You know how Texas always talking yeah. about their high school football. That's what it felt like. Well, I felt like uh, you know Clark Griswold when we went to Wally World. You, know, you park all the way in the back, <laughs> so you can get out first. So you get out first. That's who I was. Perfect. Did it perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No, you know, my, you know, since my son's on the hockey team, you know, he's on the float with the hockey players. Oh, you know, yeah. my daughter's marching with the uh, with the seventh grade cheerleaders. Everybody's throwing candy. Your whole family's involved. a big deal. The man. whole family's involved. That's great. The whole family's involved. Getting out there, trying to be part of the community. I love it. It's That's good. what I was doing on Friday night, being part of the community. Is that where you were in your mind? Like were you part of the community? Yeah, I mean, were you were you happy to be there? Were you when you're saying it now? Like you were like, hey, you know, the Riz family was having a good time. Were you were you this Riz? Well, in it, no, or were because you, the Riz kids Riz ditched the parents, and you know they're off doing their own thing with the uh, with their friends, and yeah, sitting there just uh, soaking it up, waiting for somebody to say, hey, can we go home? <laughs> yep, yeah, let's go, let's go, yeah, yeah, let's go, let's go. And then uh, Saturday, Saturday was at the grand opening of uh, House of Pain, you know, the gym I go to yeah. at the district in Chesterfield. I've never been to a bodybuilding competition before. How'd they you had. do? I did great. Okay. <laughs> I did great. Excited. You've been working hard on that. I have know. you ever been to a uh, bodybuilding competition? Uh, yes, I have. One time. It's hilarious. I mean, it's, I, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a scene. It's just, listen, I, more power to you. I know all those people work hard and Very I get hard. it, but they go one coat heavy on the spray tan sometimes, but only up to the neck where their head's like a different color yes. than their body. Yes. It's just, well, it's all, messes it, with my mind. It's dude. all to, uh, but that's you know, accentuate the, the muscles. Yeah, Eyes yeah, down here. I understand what it's for. What I'm saying is, you know, when you wax the car, you don't you don't wax the car and then leave the hood. You mm. get the whole thing. Well, sure. <laughs> sure. Nah, They're not showing off the definition of their cheekbones. Yeah, but all I'm looking at is you your look at white head. Yeah. <laughs> all I'm looking at is like a matchstick up there, like a reverse matchstick. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I took a, I showed Moon a photo I took because uh, it was at the district uh, in Chesterfield, so... Where the new Four Hands Brewery is. Mm-hmm. So outside there, there's a stage, like a big, you know, outdoor stage. Very nice. Mm-hmm. And as soon as the bodybuilding stuff was done, uh, you know, they turned the TV on to, you know, college football. Oh, that TV's there all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You oh, grab, okay. yeah, you grab a, yeah, I mean, grab a beer. Cool. You know, from the Four Hands, grab a burger from the High Point and, you know, sit outside. Neato. Nice. They still have a, uh, is, is that still very dog friendly? That used to be the scene where, like, remember that all the shops had oh, balls yeah, outside? Oh, yeah, the balls outside. I don't know. I wonder. Okay, go on. I don't know. Big stage. 
TV. Uh, big stage TV. I took a photo, and uh, yeah, it looked like almost the heads were photoshopped on. Yeah, well, one guy was definitely like, you know, center uh, central French or something, because he was very pale. Like dark body and then, <laughs> yeah, you know, and he was, pale face. But there's cool. nothing that makes you feel worse than walking into a room where all the bodybuilders <laughs> are pumping up before a competition. You know, which of these is not like the others? Oh, me. <laughs> <laughs> and then he cracked a joke, uh, you know, trying to cut the tension. You go, all right, fellas, I'm not getting in this year. I'll give the rest of you guys a yeah. chance. And everybody's got their exercise bands and, you know, weights, you know, pumping up, you know, the biceps and the tries and the traps and the lats and all that stuff. And everybody looks at me and goes, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, have that. we have humor. Heard that one before. Cute. Yeah, yeah right there, fellas. I guess I'm not getting in. Time to give somebody else a chance. Were they all from Austria? No, okay. all all look. It was it was a uh, a non-sanctioned you know kind of uh, exhibition. It was cool though. I I, yeah, I, so I am in awe of of how those guys and and women and there, were, there, there were women too. Yeah, I saw the picture. So it's not just hunks. I saw I saw the picture. Hunks and, and, and hotties. Wow. You wouldn't you wouldn't think it's like a local thing because I mean there's like some stacked folks. Yeah. Stacked. Oh Li- yeah. Life committed. These are committed people. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool event. So, uh, congratulations, everybody, over to House of Pain for the for the grand opening. Um, and then uh, brought my daughter over to Parkway North. Uh, she had a uh, seventh grade uh, football game, a cheerleading uh, thing to do. Oh yeah. So I went on a solo mission. Brought the girl up there. Sat in the stands. Parkway North. That's an interesting place. Nothing like really? watching middle school football either. Parkway North. Man, those parents on the other side are rowdy. Oh, yeah. Rowdy. Yeah. <laughs> they take their seventh grade football quite seriously. Must have been a uh, really tight, tight no, game. No, I think they lost 32 nothing. Oh. The uh, the Lafayette team. Rowdy. Oh, so rowdy when you're winning. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Ref, I, give us a call our no, way. No, as, as a matter of fact, uh, I heard uh, a bunch of times. You know, one of the Lafayette kids would get the ball, and somebody from the Parkway North side would shout, "Get his ass!" <laughs> Damn. Ooh, Middle missed. school it's football. It's twenty-six to nothing. Well, foot on the gas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's crazy. Get his ass. <laughs> get, get his ass. That's the Parkway <laughs> motto. <laughs> yep. I foot on the so. gas. Get his ass. I guess so. What are they? The Vikings? Uh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh. uh can I ask? I haven't been to like a a uh, prep football game in a long time. Yeah, high school or below. Mm-hmm. Still, are people still doing? Uh, remember when they put like rocks in milk jugs? Was that a thing for you guys? Where like, no, we put milk or water in the game, and mm-hmm. it would be just be like no noise making. No, there were devices. Couple, there were a couple cowbells. Cowbells, yeah, that there was were a couple cowbells there, uh, and a lot of yelling, especially coming from the Parkway North side. And some of the parents filthy mouths. So you could hear them on the other side. Oh no, no. Uh, we, it's all. It's all. It's all the same side. Oh bummer. It's all the same side. Although the last couple, you know, because uh, I got a cheerleader and we're going to these games and different things too, and uh, the the last couple of away games have always they've all been on the other side. When you're sitting on the other side and you're losing, it is a very quiet. Sad, oh no, no, sad See, place. Parkway North. Uh, <laughs> you know, you're on the same side. So you sit next to the enemy. Oh, okay. And the cheerleaders also cheer next to each other, too, which is interesting. Oh. So you got the cheerleading squads trying to drown each other out. Again, this is seventh grade football. Seventh grade. Wild. Man. 
You and just I wanna, wait, wait till that, wait till the uh, to the varsity stuff starts happening. Well, I want to give it up to the coach of uh, Parkway North, <laughs> my new hero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why is I that? think I remember this guy from last year. This guy, uh, he's a bigger fella. He's a bigger fella. This guy came out fired up, yelling. I mean, you could hear him from the stands, clearly screaming, yelling, carrying on. I loved it. I loved it. That's yelling awesome. at the kids. You know that's my dream. To, to get a job kids. to yell at kids. <laughs> How many yelling. clipboards did he throw? Oh, dude, this guy was throwing stuff. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. What was he throwing? He, he had some bag he threw as soon as he hit the field. <laughs> I told you about the knee pads! Screaming. Man. He threw something. Everybody listened. That was my favorite was we had uh, my first coach in my basketball career. That I played with for probably four years. He was the kind of guy that every clipboard probably broke at least once a game. <laughs> and he would smack it on that ground and you could hear it everywhere. And you knew you just really screwed up something. But that guy was awesome. Man. Yeah, if anybody knows this guy's name, man, let me know because he's my hero. I want him to come in here just whip us all in shape. Heck yeah. <laughs> just start yelling at us. Start throwing things. You messed up their live spot. And they won. <laughs> And they, they won. They shut out the other team. They did. 30, at the so end, it was 32 works. to nothing. Yelling yeah, it works. It does work. It does work. That's good that lesson, guy's, kids. Yelling that's works. That's that guy's motivating technique. <laughs> but it was excellent. <laughs> excellent. So, Rafe, uh, Denver, I know we were uh, Denver, you know, all baby. texting back and forth, and I know Lerd's not feeling good, and then Rafe goes, uh, I'm not feeling good either. And I go, oh, boy, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. But you said it was altitude sickness. I don't know. I think it was altitude. I got altitude sickness for the first time in Denver because, like, <clears throat> well, she said she wasn't feeling good, and then I got the text on the airplane to Denver, and I'm like, ah, oh, I got a oh, big. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I got a big week coming up, and then I got to Denver, and I started feeling crappy, and I was like, but it went away really quick. And I was like, either I psychosomatically willed myself to not feel well, but then someone's like, oh, you probably have a bunch of comics who are like, man, I feel terrible and the air quality was really bad or something in denver but after like uh a day i kind of adjusted and i was fine altitude sicknesses I've, n- I've, I've never experienced that before it it feels like like the flu or something yeah it feels really like hard man. every cell in your body has the flu has its own flu yeah. for about 10 hours really oh dude that's it, wild. it is dumb it is so it makes you angry so i mean i mean in like, denver oh, i'm not I mean, supposed to feel like this i mean you're literally a mile high it's the mile high city um I know talking to Jamie Rivers about when the uh, when the you know when a team when a hockey team would go in to play the Avalanche, you'd almost have to get to like a day early because he said your first couple shifts on the ice are like breathing through a straw. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Yeah, I played soccer up in the mountains with uh, with some friends that live up there. And these guys are not in great shape. And I, I was like, I was in great How shape. How's that at the possible? Time. The ball just rolls down the whole time. They run, get it, run back up. They'd be in incredible shape. <laughs> it was a flat field up in the oh. mountains. I uh, I was in great shape at the time. These guys were visibly not, and they destroyed me. Just the great because equalizer. The altitude. They were used yep. to it, and wow. I I was I was suffering. I could hardly breathe. I mean, you sprint a couple times, you feel like you're out for ten minutes. It is a difference maker. But that altitude sickness, man, it changes. Changes your life once it hits you. Because so then, like, then you realize, oh, man, maybe I didn't take somebody seriously enough when they said they had altitude sickness. Because 
Because it sucks for about 10 hours, and then you're back to normal. Like, what can you do to prepare for it? Water. It's just water. Really? And oxygen, right? Well, hell, I don't know. Who carries around oxygen? Tanks. That's yeah, what yeah, I yeah. did. I slammed a bunch of Pedialyte. I ordered, like, Walgreens, zinc, immuno support, two jugs of Pedialyte, and just yeah, went ham on water. that, and then woke up, and I was all right. You, yeah, so you I, mean, I went and did my shows. I was just like, I, it is what it is. I'm here. Yeah, um, you can do all you can to prevent it, but once it hits you, you got it yeah. for about eight hours, ten hours, whatever. Man. But it was fun. Fun weekend. Uh, met some folks. I swore somebody into the Pork Steak Army on the streets of Denver. That's a first. Cool. How about that? Somebody came to the that show, brought awesome. their application. Like somebody who now <laughs> lives in Denver? Uh, yeah, transplant from transplant. Farmington. Yeah, yeah, uh -huh. yeah. I'll post that on the socials later. I had his girlfriend record is swearing in. I'll put that up later. Um, fun week, great shows, great festival. Man, it's a it's a big comedy festival. It's like a invite only. It's one of the best ones. I, it's will really well run, and everybody on it's a murderer. I mean, it's a murderer's row. So it was a the so shows were great. Denver, so good. Yeah, I had a fun time, man. Cool city. How long does it take to get over that altitude sickness? Like a day or two? Not a day. Uh, it, yeah, in my in my experience. It's like 12 solid hours of some sort of rest, and then you'll kind of pass. Is it, is it almost immediate when you get off the when you get no. off the plane? I've never, I've never. No. Been, I've, it's I've, not Denver's immediate. one of those cities where I, I do plan on at some point. It happened to me that evening. So I probably got there at noon or so, and I just started feeling funky at like seven or eight, and then everybody wanted to play games and do different stuff, and I was like, I don't think I can really move. I think I'm gonna stay up here, and then I was sick as a dog from 10 p.m. to. Probably 10 a.m. Yeah, Denver wow. to me is one of those cities. Okay, so if you said, hey, man, uh, you ever been to Lincoln, Nebraska? Oh, no. It's great over there. I'm never going to Lincoln, Nebraska. You say <laughs> when that am now. I, when am I ever going to go to Lincoln, Nebraska? When am I ever going to go to Omaha? Never. <laughs> when uh -huh. am I ever going to go to Oklahoma City? Never. The Cowboy Hall of Fame? Never going to go there. Denver is one of those places. I may wind up there at some point. Trying to think yes. of where you may go, where you may cut through Omaha or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you could cut through there. Yeah, but I'm not stopping. <laughs> Look, kids, Omaha. I'm not, I'm not on tour. I'm not on tour. I'm not a comic. I'm not a musician. I'm never going to, to Peoria. Maybe you're going up to Montana, man. Maybe you're yeah. going up, you know, to... Finally get outdoors. Canoe up by the Canadian border. And I have to drive. I'm flying. Okay, good point. <laughs> I'm flying. You rest your case. Denver does sound cool though. That is yeah. a city I'd uh, I'd like to uh, I'd like to hit up at some Colorado point. in general is one of the coolest it, places. In the entire place. Yeah, that's a that's a place I'll, I'll hit up at some point. Even the did, Flatlands. Did you do food like uh, any good food up there? Uh, yeah, we did some. Well, they catered a lot. There was a lot of events because it's a festival, so they catered a lot of stuff, which was awesome. But I got a good little hodgepodge of. Is Denver known for some kind of cuisine? Yeah, they got a lot of well-known restaurants around there. Yeah. Yeah, the names of them. I, I, it's always with the locals. They're like, we gotta go here. You gotta go this place. You gotta well, go. I mean, every city has every that. city's the, got that. But what are they known for? What is Denver? I don't know if they're known for. Anything. Oh, you know, like St. Louis. I did laugh really hard because at one of the they had like pizza. You know, it's kind of like it's L.A. East a little bit. Denver's kind of getting. Oh, it's very yeah. expensive to live there. Everything. The neighborhood I was in was very like you know a lot of little shops and a lot of. You know, it's Very, skiers and snowboarders, and it's a lot of Subarus, and definitely lives up. You know, everybody's driving a Subaru out back. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. It's very— uh, Yeah, you get one. Good for you. you. Yeah, it's very— uh, You're issued uh, one. South Park. Um, I, like I like that. 
But they just had like a t two tubs of like mustachioli noodles, plain, <laughs> sitting at the end of this pizza buffet. Plain? With like a little tub of marinara that looked like a thimble. And I was like, is this the Denver style pizza? You just put some loose mustachioli noodles on top and fold it really? in half? I think there's a St. Louis place. Isn't that where there's a St. Louis place? Uh, there was a guy who moved from St. Louis. I thought it was Phoenix. New York City. Phoenix? Phoenix had one where two brothers from St. Louis had the St. Okay. Louis bar where it had yeah, all the it had gear thin, everywhere. Yeah, it had thin yeah. crust pizza, the arch on this on the wall. It had cardinal stuff everywhere. There might be one in Denver, too, though. I, th I think there is, and it's they, they do toasted ravioli, St. Louis-style pizza. I seen any of that. It's a full-on St. Louis place. You know, the, the Denver is known for their nuggets, so they're, they're chicken nuggets. That's true, and... They're what? home of the uh, yeah, mountain slice the basketball. nuggets. Have you, they're home of the mountain slice <laughs> the with pizza. It's cut like a mountain, so it's kind of a oh, yeah. triangle. I see that. Uh, Denver, uh, known for green chili, Colorado lamb, Palisade peaches, and craft beer. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to say a bunch of breweries. Yeah, I found a place. Uh, there was a good late night ramen spot. And I was here for it because, you know, when I thought I was sick and I wasn't feeling good, I ordered some ramen with some broth and... It was, uh, they did this thing where they put the, what the dumplings, you know what I'm talking about? Like the gyoza or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It was in the soup. Oh, yeah. So they did like a gyoza soup. So yeah, it was like good. ramen and it had the dumplings in it, nice. like the pork stuffed dumplings. And man, that, that spot was good. Yeah, me and my daughter went to a Nudo House on Saturday. Man. Nice. I hadn't been there in a while. How was Speaking it? Speaking of ramen, that's great. The one down here? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, since we're at Parkway North, you know, which is up on Fifi. That's two miles away. It's yeah. the one with our pictures. <clears throat> it's my there. kid's favorite place. Noodle House? Love it. Yeah, never a bad meal there. No. They're always asking for Noodle House. Never a bad meal. But, hey, speaking of speaking of food, I don't know how many people hit us up this weekend about the developments as far as food in St. Louis goes. Oh. Headline, KSDK, quickly growing Mexican-inspired fast food concept planning expansion into St. Louis region. <laughs> hmm. Well, it looks like we're getting some why. Taco John's in the area. Huh? You don't say. Man. Taco John's looking to expand to St. Louis. Taco John's International Inc., a quickly growing Mexican-inspired fast food concept, has met with a few interested franchisees in the area and hopes to open its first brick and mortar in the St. Louis region by late 2024 or early 2025, Vice President for Franchise Development Brooke Spears said. Well. Cue the Bob Seeger, baby. He's here. Something American just happened in this city. <laughs> Bob Seeger. Santa Taco just... John's is opening. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Nothing more American than a taco joint opening up in hey, St. Louis. Taco John's is American. Taco John's is as American as apple pie. Yes. Known for straight its, out of Wyoming. Known mm -hmm. for its potato olays. See. Bite-sized, deep-fried potato nuggets. The Damn. Cheyenne, Wyoming-based company is on track to open more than 20 stores this year, marking the most stores the company has opened in a single calendar year in the last two decades. Wowie. Currently, there are nearly 400 Taco John's restaurants across 23 states, mostly spanning the upper Midwest. The company has 11 restaurants in Missouri, according to the website, but none in St. Louis. It looks like that's going to be happening in well, about a year. What what do you think spearheaded that? I don't know. Could be a certain morning radio show. Could be talking about it incessantly. Yeah, to the point of Taco John's going fine. All right, we'll open up a restaurant a restaurant in St. Louis. You guys shut up about it. It's the revolution, baby. Over the airwaves, old school. It's going to be interesting.
Yep. Won't be televised, but it will be over the air, broadcast over the airwaves. And we should never have to pay for a taco in the city again. <laughs> That's true. Amen. Uh, if it's yeah. not, if, if if it's they not don't ours. have us there cutting the ribbon. Yeah, the first one to open in the St. Louis area. But you know what? I didn't. We didn't just do it for us. We did it for the city of St. Louis. That's what it's really about. Oh, yeah, for the kids. Did it we did it kids. for the kids. We need to be clear that we, we, we are not doing this right now. And if one pops up, it's not ours. <laughs> yeah. So No, no, it's not. Yeah, it's not, gonna no, it's not somebody's going to piggyback gonna on all this talk. Yeah. <laughs> it's not ours, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure talking about it and yeah. seeing the interest, especially on social media. Yeah, I've talked to the guy many times. Brooks. Brooks, I I've mean, Brooks to, is the yeah, guy. I've talked to Brooks many times. Moon and Rafe have been chatting with about this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Right, yes. I've gone as far as um, talking to partners, lenders, all of it. Like, I've gone gone through the whole, the whole thing, done all my due diligence, and, and gotten quite far down. Hey, just so you guys know, it's not easy to open up a fast food joint. No, and if, and if, we're, if we're being honest uh, and, and just, like, full-blown out front, one of the only things that's stopping me right now is I don't have an operator. Obviously, I can't do this. I can't. I can't run it. I can't do this. And well, what run time that. is talk? Well, yeah, you can't. <laughs> so I need a partner that's an operator. That's all I'm looking for. Just an operator. Like have, somebody to run the store. I have two potential guys that we've that I've been talking to that could run. That would run the store. Be the operating manager. Yeah, because I mean, listen, you're not going to be on the Potato Olay station no. and be on the <laughs> on this radio. Owner show at the same slash. Time. That's it. Not owner slash operator. Yeah, when we were talking about investment opportunities, I told you I don't want to have anything to do with running anything. <laughs> yes, like you, honestly, you go, yeah, I might be a part of it. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to do anything. Right. I'll, you know, I'll give a couple bucks over, but I don't want to do anything. Yeah, and that's fine. I have a lot of people that are going to give a couple bucks over. I've everything is, I've lined everything up except for the operator. And I, yeah, that's a tough. I don't want to just work with anybody. It has to be somebody I trust. It's that's like, a tough like, job. Real deal business, but like to, to somebody that knows how to do it. To be honest. Brooks isn't isn't kidding. We've been talking about this this stuff for months now, and uh, if the right opportunity presents itself, and I have uh, have an operator on board, then we're, we're what, good to go. what are the what are the franchise rules? Uh, you have to open up three. Um, I don't know. I don't know how much we should get into it. There. I mean, it's I'm it's readily sure. available. You can look it up. Yeah, but I think a, a normal franchisee, a normal franchisee, I think typically yes. Typically, if I remember, and this is for it's any three anyone. or five. You usually have to like own a, a territory or be responsible for a territory. Um, like a couple of buddies of mine did like an ice cream type shop and they had to buy a territory. So they buy in and then the plan is they have to present a plan where they're going to open three to five within three years. Right. So I seriously looked into before Chick-fil-A came to St. Louis, looked into, uh, no, it's the Chick-fil-A was here already. I'm sorry. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A was not on the East coast. Oh, okay. Like they were not in New York or anything like mm-hmm. that. So I had a buddy come to town. I took him to Chick-fil-A and, uh, he goes, man, this would be great, you know, in the New York area. I said, it was a kill. This would kill. Because I said, let me drive you by one of these Chick-fil-A's. You're going to see a line yeah. for a lunch. I could drive you past mm-hmm. five or six Chick-fil-A's, and there'll be a line every time for lunch. Every time. They crushed it. I got this would kill in New York City. So he goes, let's open up one. I go, let's. Let's do it. So we called up the Chick-fil-A, you know, franchise line. First of all, there was a waiting list of 30,000 people. <laughs> Holy moly. That's amazing. 30,000 people. Wow. Who were in line to open up a 
Chick-fil-A restaurant. Not only that, but you have to have a certain amount of money in the bank. Mm-hmm. And I forget what it was like, you know, $2 million or something like that. You mm-hmm. have to have that in the bank. Yeah. You got to have that. So that's you gotta easy have, check. Got to have access to X amount for, for loans. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But there's a lot of requirements. Oh, and you don't choose where it goes. Oh. Like you, as far as Chick-fil-A goes, and this was, <clears throat> this was 10, you know, 15 years ago. And now they are on the East Coast. But uh, I was like, man, if we opened up one in Long Island. Like, oh, no, no, no. We tell you where you're going to open up. You can't just go, oh, I found a place and I'm just going to put a Chick-fil-A here. No, no, no. We yeah. tell you. Wow. We tell you where it's going to go. It's almost better. It really is. say this. More people sent me that article or tagged me in that. Oh, yeah. Than maybe anything in the history of my life. So people know that we're at least spearheaded a campaign to change the face of casual Mexican dining in St. Louis for the better. So that's all I need in my heart. If that's as far as it goes and somebody else picks up the baton and runs with it, that's fine. Because it was never about me. Mm. It was never about us. It was never about... No, all it's Moon a bigger, and I, it's a all bigger Moon thing. and I were doing was getting a conversation started. You know? And if it goes further and he finds a partner, I support his endeavors. And it's bigger than all of us, I think. Yeah, sometimes... It's grown. It has. What started as a whisper has turned into a battle cry. But if Brooks is if, if Brooks is saying he's talking to multiple people, then that means it's insp- it's inspired other people. To, yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, to look that's into right. It. We would like to take full responsibility for that. Yes. So, good job, us. We'd like to take full credit. What's up, Brooks? <laughs> yeah, full credit, and never pay for a taco at Taco John's ever again. For whoever, <laughs> well, whatever wealthy person had the liquidity, <laughs> yes, to actually yeah. make this happen. Yeah, I take full comes. credit for their success. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, we will set aside any point. To come uh, with the giant scissors and cut the ribbon. Yes. And <laughs> and go home with a box of potato olays. Yeah. Of which I will never, I should never have to spend. A dime. No. Never a dime at should, any Taco John's. There should and be a potato olay fountain. Also, we're willing to come and uh, each get golden shovels to break ground. On I was going to say, yeah. we, we need golden cards that just have our name. But only five golden cards. And That's right. Oh, yeah, but I would like to be card. part of a groundbreaking ceremony as well. So we'll make ourselves available. Is that that on the bucket list? I'd also like to say, side note, because this is—it bugs me all the time, and it really bugged me on this one. If you're a person, I saw that like they put up the article, people were sharing it, people were excited about Taco John's, about a new option besides the heinous garbage of Taco Bell being served to us. If you're the type of person who can't just let people be happy about something, and you feel like you have to comment. We need a Taco Bueno. Or, oh, no thanks. Taco John's is trash. If you feel like you have to immediately change the subject or crap on someone else's happiness, you're a terrible human being. <laughs> Listen you too see closely. People, you're a you terrible, see people are rejoicing. awful piece of garbage. Yeah. You people saw those Dancing Dells. We supported it. We were excited. That's right. The Dancing Dells are on board. They're like, you know it. what? We love Del Taco. The Del Taco. But we're not yeah. here the to Dancing rain Dells. on Taco no. John's parade. <laughs> the Dancing the Dells. We're happy because you're happy. That's right. The Dancing Dells came out, did a little chorus girl kick line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's just like, it's everything. I see it on everything. Like, you can't, 
celebrate anything. You can't be happy about anything without somebody immediately crapping on him. Of or course. just like talking about something totally non sequitur to just be a contrarian. Like, you're a piece of garbage. I think just I saw up. you say that to somebody on, on Twitter <laughs> I did. over the weekend. There's always an a-hole in every crowd who can't just let people be happy. And it's like, if you get some kind of weird kick or rejoice out of that, you're, you're trash. You're a trash human. And I'm just saying it. Because I've had it. I don't care. I can handle Facebook comments. I can handle people trashing me on YouTube. But when you put down Taco John's, you've gone too far. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I understand. I get it. It was uh... There's plenty of stuff I don't like, you know? There's plenty of stuff I don't like. And sometimes, yeah, we might talk about it on the radio in the context of conversation, but I don't seek I don't seek out people's posts. I don't seek out people's Someone's rejoicing in something. I'm like, rejoice in it, you know. Oh, here was here here was the uh, the tweet. Uh, Ratio quotes. Yeah. Uh, said we did it. People and linked to the KSDK article, and then Derek writes, "It's really not that good." <laughs> <laughs> and then Rafe writes, "Always an a hole in every crowd who can't let people be happy." That's right. Yeah, but isn't this the mountaintop home for this kind of stuff on Twitter? I mean, that's what Twitter is now. Yeah, I mean, Twitter's a trash pile in and of itself, but <laughs> it's Twitter, like, Twitter oh, because you're not going to find that on Facebook? No, no. I'm just saying, they're nice I'm over just there. Saying, the kind uh, let's crowd. go over to Threads. Hey, that's where they're nice. No one's mean. Yeah, just, I don't know, man. It just gets, it gets really, it's so dull and unoriginal to me that I'm like, oh, wow, look at you. Hot take. Hot take contrarian. And I'm like, I'm sorry that you're not an interesting enough person to get your attention any other way. Yeah. But it's like, just, you can't let people be happy for 24 hours. Can we not celebrate as a city? No. That we spearheaded a grassroots movement to have something new and cool in our city, whether you like it or not. I don't like soccer, but I'm pumped for people who do, that we have a soccer team. I'm pumped for Moon. He's a huge soccer fan. He loves going to those games. He's my friend. You know what, dude? Good for you. Will I ever go down to that soccer field and enjoy myself? Probably not. But I'm not going to get on the MLS website and trash <laughs> and go, the this soccer is boring. Team. Probably, yeah. not, probably not that good. Yeah, actually, <laughs> soccer kind of sucks. Yeah, it does kind of suck. But, but let the what? people who like it enjoy yeah. it. But lots of people like it, man. And uh, go You're enjoy You're filling that place out every game. And if I go to a game, I'm not going to stand in the stands with my thumb pointing down the whole time. I'll <laughs> and only out. a jerk would say that a 0-0 tie is boring. Yes. yes. I'm serious. That's Only stupid people say that. Right, Moon? Mm -hmm. Not stupid. They're just uh, <laughs> people that don't know. You just don't know. Yes. Ignorance. <laughs> Let's hope Taco John doesn't see that tweet from Derek. Yes. And they say, you know what? Immediately. We're pulling out. <laughs> Derek doesn't That's like it. it. We're out. St. Louis, We're up. mark it off. Hey, speaking of, speaking of tacos, remember we had that story uh, a couple weeks ago about the guy stealing one taco from that place out on Cherokee Street? Yes. There's more to that story. It was a teenager, right? Yeah, it was a teenager. It's a bad kid. We were kind of laughing about it. Like, oh, a guy stole one taco, pulled out a BB gun, what turned out to be a BB gun, and stole one taco. This is a bad kid. Headline, a man accused of stealing a taco at gunpoint facing charges in separate incidents. A man charged last week with robbery after allegedly taking a taco at gunpoint is facing assault, sodomy, and other felony charges in unrelated incidents. That's right, I said sodomy. 
St. Louis City court records show 19-year-old Antonio Murray Jr. charged Thursday with first-degree assault, first-degree sodomy, or attempted sodomy, two counts of first-degree burglary, and several other low-level felony, uh, low felony assault and robbery counts. Okay, he was charged Tuesday with first-degree robbery related to an incident on September 8th. This is the one we talked to at Lily's Panetteria. I'm, I'm probably butchering that. Uh, and I talked to Polo about this place. He said it's good. It's like a bakery. Lily's? Yeah. Am I saying the right? Panetteria? I don't know. According to a charging document in that case, he allegedly threatened a staff member with a BB gun and demanded a taco. He was arrested on Wednesday on that charge. He was served with the warrant on the additional charges on Thursday while being held without bond. The most recent charge stems from two unrelated incidents, one September 5th, one September 17th. In the first incident, this is where it gets... This is where it gets awful. Uh, charging documents allege Murray forced his way into a residence on September 5th, assaulted two victims, took 50 bucks in the victim's cell phone, as well as a television before fleeing. Victims contacted police, but Murray was not able to be identified. <clears throat> then on September 17th, he came back to the house, the one that he robbed on the 5th. Again, assaulted the victims. According to charging documents, after entering the residence, he threw a refrigerator on the ground and began striking one of the victims. He then allegedly assaulted the sec uh, second victim sexually and physically. Good Lord. Wow. I believe with a broom. Oh, man. Police said in charging documents that officers saw swelling and redness on the victims, uh, on the first victim, bruising on the other. Uh, the victims were able to identify Murray from a photo lineup. Following the rest, he admitted to the crimes, and uh, this guy's locked up, going away for a while. Dang. Yeah, it, it wound up being more than just stealing a taco, this guy. But this the fact is, that he went back to the, yeah, to the first ridiculous. house is... This Lily's... Uh, Panateria? Panateria. Look at this food. Holy smokes. Yeah, it's smokes. like a bakery. Yeah, yeah. I think they close... Isn't it one of those places that... Well, I guess they're open all day, but whenever their counter gets cleared out, it's not getting replaced, I don't think. I mean, look, the food looks incredible. Yeah. Panateria. I think I'm saying that right. Yeah, it's a cool little spot. But, yeah, they were making street tacos, I guess, and that, you know, scumbag walks up, pulls out what looked like a real gun, stole a taco, and... And it's yeah. wild, because that lady that runs it's super sweet over there. Yeah. She's very motherly. And the other story, Rafe, uh, that I read more about over the weekend, and this is just fascinating to me, it's the story of the sexual predator who escaped from the hospital... And now you're out, you're out in Denver. Yeah. You know, when this is all going down. Yeah, I saw a couple things. I saw that he escaped and was apprehended. Well, he escaped Thursday morning from the hospital. I know. I saw him in Denver. But KSDK has a, has kind of a timeline of what he did while he was on the run for 16 oh, hours. Oh, besides the selfie. Do, and, dude, it is crazy what this guy did in 16 hours. Let's hear it. Start at the top. Well, this is what KSDK says. Applying for a job, hitchhiking, eating a hot dog at a voter registration event, and possibly hiding in sewers. Come on. This sounds like a movie. Those are this some of the ways St. Louis County police say Tommy Wayne Boyd spent his 16 hours on the run Thursday. Now, Rafe, you heard how he got out. Yeah, dude. Very, uh... Sleeping guard. Very, uh, Hollywood tropey. I mean, sleeping you know I mean? former guard. 
yes. sleeping guard. Like I'm like, this is very Billy the Kid, like uh, broom handle, take the key off the sleeping guard's hook, slide it down into the cage, let yourself out. You know what I mean? Like this just sounded very. Uh, well, the story goes. It I don't was, know if you saw it, but he said he was gonna he was gonna grab the gun, but he thought it might wake him up. I did see that. It was sleeping guard, the other guard who went to bathroom, bathroom, and then this Tommy guy grabbing the guy's jacket and walking out. From what I heard, there was also a hospital attendant that saw him walk out, and they, didn't, they were like, nope, I'm not trained for this. Oh, like saw saw and knew what the act was? Like knew what was happening? I guess so. That's what I heard what? kind of secondhand. But I mean- they didn't call anyone. Or? No, I'm sure they. I'm sure they're like, "Hey, this guy's leaving." Okay, I could get that. I mean, if you're a little gal and you see this guy come out, you're like, "No way." You're talking but about hospital overnight staff. Yeah. Now law invest. Uh, now investigators are working to fill the gaps on their timeline. Uh, this is from St. Louis County Lieutenant Colonel Jason Law. What he was in prison for is a very serious crime. He said of Boyd's child sex crimes convictions back, dating to the early '90s. I want to make sure if there's any victims out there that they contact the St. Louis County Police. Let us know the story. Still trying to hammer out a timeline for sure. So it began around 4 a.m. Okay. 4 a.m. Thursday when state and local law enforcement sources said that 45-year-old Tommy Wayne Boyd uh, stole a handcuff key from one of two guards who were supposed to be watching him at Mercy Hospital South. Mm -hmm. Sources tell Channel 5 the guard fell asleep while the other one went to the bathroom. He then stole the guard's jacket and walked out. The sources say he later told police he thought about stealing the guard's gun, but feared it might wake him. Where he went for the next four hours is still a mystery. Law says he may have been hiding in a sewer. What we're trying to do is confirm that by either camera or by passerby that somebody may have seen him getting out of the sewer. He did some peculiar things along the way. The next sighting, so again, he walked out around 4, 4 4.30. The next sighting was at 8 a.m. He hitched a ride from a stranger at a Phillips 66 gas station across the street from the hospital. No So for four way. hours, he was there. Like, he was in the area. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> wow. And then got a ride. Dang. He got a ride. He so hitched a ride from a stranger at the Phillips 66 across the street from the hospital. It's almost like you shouldn't pick up hitchhikers sometimes. Hey, so I remember when this hit. I, I, I remember when it hit the news, and we were seeing it that morning. But did we get one of those alerts? Shouldn't we get an alert for that if we're getting an alert for everything else? Well, the only alert we got was, hey, they're locking down Lindbergh School District. That's the only thing we saw on the news. Yeah, we saw it on the news. I'm saying our phones, the devices. Shouldn't we get something like that? I don't know. What do you, it's not an amber alert. I know. It's, I, I don't know what the color would be, but, like, shouldn't that be an alert? Mm. Like you have a dangerous, you Dang, know, a dangerous person. Yeah. out and about. I've... He's dressed like a zebra right now, so keep an eye out. <laughs> a little ball tied to his. One of the bugle boys feet. is out. Uh, okay, so so yeah, so he got a so he hitched a ride at the Phillips 66 across the street from the hospital, uh, and cops say he had no idea. The Good Samaritan called us later with details of what transpired. But what I'm saying is, let's say, okay, now we know we have a a convict, an escaped convict. Right. It's 8 a.m. Blah blah blah. But mm. your phone goes off. Guess who's not in the hitchhiking? Uh, Gig, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, guess who's guess who's not letting strangers in their car? Anybody yeah, in the area? That's a good point, man. That's phone just buzzed and said, "Dangerous person in the area. Don't let him in your car." 
Didn't he? Yeah. If anybody's looking for a ride, this could be our guy. That's what I mean. Like, so he applied for a job. Well, we'll get there. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to the. I'm going through the timeline. I can't. Oh, all right. I apologize. That now, was the only thing I heard about it. That no, was he the hitched the ride. Detail I heard about it. All right. He hitched the ride. Uh, the guy who gave him the ride again had no idea. No idea. He was just helping somebody who was looking yeah, for right, a ride. Right. This is, is exactly what we always remember. We always talked to Jeff about it. Of was, course. Yep. And we we're like, what if somebody escaped? Right down a road from this place or that place, and that's who you're picking up. Every time, that was our that was our example. This was our example. Don't you haven't you seen it by the state <clears throat> the state penitentiary where you'll see signs that says "Do not take hitchhikers, hitchhikers up yeah. in this area." Lindbergh parents got a text. So says Tim. Yeah, yeah, Lindbergh parents. But I'm, I'm just saying. Okay, moving yeah. on. All right. Next up, uh, the man told police he dropped Boyd off in South St. Louis, and Boyd was spotted along Arsenal Street. He walked into a quick shop and attempted to apply for a position. <laughs> well, I mean, I like it. You know, okay, that's the first thing start I can, over. That's the first thing I can respect. Applied, to, yeah, applied for a job. So he put his name down on paper too. By the way, I, yeah, I don't know what. Well, I don't know what you'd put down, Lloyd. As your I name. see a gap here in your work history <laughs> from '98 till now. Um, yeah. I was self-employed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I worked for the state. In his defense, though, last place they're going to look for you is at a job. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when can you start? He's it? like, I'll start Immediately. right now. Immediately. Get behind the counter. I'll start right now. You got a uniform? Yeah. Let me. I'll put on your uniform right now. I Issue me a work uniform. I'll clock in. Cops are looking for him. He's just mopping the floors, whistling. Nobody's yeah, looking that's a good for point. You. Nobody's Dang. looking for you at that's a, a good job point. immediately after a jailbreak. Good point. What's your social? Now, if I see anyone whistling, I know exactly Two, who three, they are. Seven. Oh, no, that's good my, point. my convict number. Okay, so then, uh, so, eight, so 8 o'clock, he gets the ride, he applies for the job. Then about 10 a.m., police say uh, they see the, the selfie of Tommy Wayne Boyd with a woman on social media. Cops say we did identify her, uh, but right now the relationship with her is unknown. So we still don't know the story there. Still don't know the story there. Remember, there was a picture that that came out, like, here he is stopping for a selfie with somebody. Then around 1, 1 p.m., he went to a voter registration event at Tower Grove Park. (laughs) Tons of cops, everything there. He apparently answered a bunch of political questions and got a free hot dog. Well. That's pretty smart. So now he's applied for a job and had a meal. Mm Mm-hmm. And now he's down at Tower Grove. So we went from, was Tess on Ferry? That's a hike, man. Yeah. Tess yeah. on Ferry, Tess the on old Ferry St. Anthony's, yeah. you know, uh, uh, Mercy, Mercy South. South. By yeah, the way. He goes to South City in is Arsenal, he, and he's, now he's on, he's in Tower Grove. He's still in. Uh, it's by like, my house. He's still yeah. in the uh, the Yeezy slipper, like jail issue yeah, slippers and, and a cop's jacket, right? Okay, he's got the cop jacket. At some point, they say he ditched the shoes. Yeah. Oh, so he's not in counties anymore? But, dude, that's, once you get down in Arsenal, Tower Grove, I mean, there's like a guy, there's a ninja that walks around down there. Nobody says nothing. You ever seen that guy? No. Oh, no, there's a, a guy. There's like a Tower Grove ninja? Oh, yeah, there's a dude walking around with like a, he's got like a like a samurai knot and his head is shaved. And he's got on, he looks like he came out of the Matrix, dude. He's got on glasses, like a leather vest, like a sword on his back, big huh. gi pants. What? 
Yeah, but oh, see, yeah, dude. But you're South for, City Samurai, dude. You, you, He's walking around all the time. You're looking for things out of the out of the usual, and that's that's. But I'm saying, huge. like that guy's walking <laughs> around, and I, I don't even notice him anymore. Yeah, he's got a cop jacket on. And yeah, he's got a DLC jacket on. Prison issued slides and the, and, yeah. and the orange Yeezys. That's why go. everybody's got Crocs on. That's what happens. This is Crocs' fault. Mm. We've we've normalized Crocs to a point that a guy can be walking around in prison issued slides, and he still seems like he's. A, Presentable in our society. Yeah, presentable. Those were two hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, those were nice. <laughs> okay, so okay, so uh, one o'clock he goes to the voter registration event at Tower Grove. Free hot dog. Free hot dog. Police say they missed him about by about fifteen minutes. Somebody spotted him, called the cops. Oh, Gone. okay, okay. So he was seen there. He was seen there. Cops were on him, but didn't get there in time. Missed him by fifteen minutes. Well, I mean, he picked the right food to walk and walk and eat. You know. You don't have to sit around and do that. You just, oh, oh, look at that hot dog. I, hot better, dog. I better move. I can I can move and eat. Uh, they say the trail seemed cold until just before 8 p.m. when a woman called the police saying she was following him as he was walking in Shrewsbury. Which wow. is about a four-mile walk southwest of Tower Grove. Yes. Just he, over the city oh, county border. He backtracked. And they arrested him at the Deerberg's grocery store. They said his hair has, uh, had almost uh, been entirely shaved off by then. Wait, so he got a haircut? Half a haircut. His hair had been almost entirely shaved off his head. Oh. A law enforcement source told Channel 5 he was almost bragging about his escape to officers as he was being processed through St. Louis County Justice Center. To be honest, maybe he should because that's pretty embarrassing. He embarrassed a lot of folks. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, Missouri Department of Corrections officials confirmed the guards did not follow proper procedures and protocols while guarding him at the hospital oh. and that the appropriate discipline has been given. Uh, then later Friday afternoon, the department said, yeah, these guys no longer work for us. Where did he get the haircut stuff? Like, where did he find clips? There's like a seven-hour gap. So he stole probably somewhere. But that's the thing. Like, I mean, he wasn't he wasn't done with the haircut. But they didn't say that he arre they arrested him with stuff in his pockets or anything. He didn't have, you know, clippers, hair clippers on him. He just had a half Who knows? I mean, there's seven hours of... of you could accomplish a lot. <laughs> he could probably sell a story and get one of those, you know, wackadoo, like, yeah. like day-in-the-life movies. Because I could picture this being a Ferris Bueller thing where it starts off, then the news is covered, and by the end of it, people are, like, cheering him on when he's walking around, and he's, like, a nice guy. Yeah, yeah, you, you twist it you twist it a yeah. little bit, and it's Oh, a hell no, of a this movie. is not a nice guy by any means. No, no, I'm just saying, you, no, no, you twist movie, it a little bit, and it's a movie. hell of a movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, again, I think I said this on... on Thursday or Friday, like if this guy got hit by a car while he was out, the world would probably be a better place. This is not a good guy. Been incarcerated since 2007, serving a 30-year term for enticement of a child, which means he was trying to convince a child younger than 15 to engage in a sex act with him when he was older than 21. Before that, he served 10 years for statutory sodomy involving an 11-year-old boy who he assaulted when he was 18. Law said that there was, uh, and this is the spokesperson, uh, more than 100 officers and multiple agencies involved in the manhunt. And it took one woman to say, I see him. I see him in Shrewsbury. He's in the Deerbrook's parking lot. Come get him. Man, what was that, um, the the marshal? You remember the, the, remember the fugitive? U.S. Marshal. Check every outhouse. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones. He's yeah. got a six-hour uh, head start on us. Like, that's one of the greatest... Speeches right there. What was right the, there. the the 
Dr. Richard Kimball. Yeah, Kimball. Thank you. Dr. Kimball. <laughs> Give it up, Richard. Doc, Dr. Richard Kimball. My name <laughs> is Detective John Kimball. Uh, here it is. Here's Tommy Lee Jones from The Fugitive. What I want out of each and every one of you is a hard target search this is it. of every gas station, residence, warehouse, farmhouse, hen house, outhouse, or doghouse in that area. Checkpoints go up in 15 miles. Your fugitive's name is Dr. Richard Kimball. <laughs> so what are our man? man? Chicago Police Department thinks you're a cop killer. They will shoot you on sight, Richard. That I know movie. you're innocent. <laughs> that movie and The Client. Those were two of my favorite as a kid. Yeah. I, I had a fight with a South City samurai. The uh, sequel, U.S. Marshals, with Wesley Snipes, also not a bad movie. Oh, that was a sequel to that? He was the same yeah. guy in it. Wait, which one? The U.S. Marshals. U.S. Marshals. Tommy oh, okay. Lee Jones reprised that role. That was a good movie, too. It was yeah. a good movie, and I saw the, they filmed that, the, the crash, the plane crash. Like in uh, Southern Illinois, Cairo, Illinois. Wow. My, uh... And I was, when I learned to scuba dive, there's a rock quarry in Vienna, Illinois, that has the fuselage of this plane sunk in it that Tommy Lee Jones and Wesley Snipes signed the wing. That's and sweet. You, it's pretty cool, man. So, like, when you scuba, it's crystal clear water because it's a rock quarry. There's no mud. So, it's a good place to learn to scuba dive. Yeah. And you dive down, and you can go all the way down to the nose of the plane. And it's kind of in there sideways, and it's a giant 747 fuselage. Because they, once they filmed the movie, they're like, we don't know what to do with this. There's just a giant plane fuselage from, like, a fake uh, plane crash, you know, that they filmed for the movie. So they're like, just put it in the rock quarry. So that's what they did. <laughs> that's pretty Scott awesome. says uh, on the feedback, uh, voter registration, he can't even vote. He's a felon. The nerve of this guy. <laughs> I tell you. The nerve. Hey, man, he's Good just call. trying to be a... Good point. He's trying to be an up. Just trying to do his civic duty, huh? I'm telling uh -huh. you, if he was gone for another day, we would have called in Tommy Lee Jones. Mm -hmm. Tommy Lee Jones. My pop's uh, cousin was in that movie. He's uh, oh the bus driver. He's the bus driver that gets shot. Oh really? I yeah, forgot yeah. about cool. that. Cool. Yeah. When the bus crash happens. Cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. Yes, yeah, so they'll they'll tack on additional charges, obviously, you know, with this guy escaping. But I'll yeah. Man, I want to know what those what he did during those seven hours you know, that, that you, are unaccounted for. That and, and you never hear what the charges are. Uh, the the additional like what do you, what's well, the what's escaping? The, yeah, yeah, but I'm saying what are the what's the tack on? You get two years for that? You get six years? Does it double your sentence? Oh, I don't or whatever know. Your sentence I mean, the guy's like, going to serve thirty years anyway. What's the standard for trying to escape being caught mm. and then yeah. extending a sentence? And how does that happen? Is that a trial? Is that a, is there a standard? Oh, I don't know, I don't know how that works. Like I've never, I've never heard how that happens. You now, just hear like, oh, you're in trouble now. Will the guards be charged? <laughs> Especially the one that fell asleep. Will they be charged? They cost Can they be charged? They cost the city and state a lot of money. Well, you said they've been taken care of. Well, they've been fired. Well, how do you know that? Because they said they've been fired. Oh. They're no longer with the Department of Corrections. Like that has been made abundantly clear. They probably got promoted. <laughs> These two have been alleviated of their. Yeah, this is the whole guarding people is not for you. No, nope. we're not. Not guards. for you, Bruce. We're not. Upper guards. management, yes. <laughs> yeah, Br Bruce, the narcoleptic they hired for overnight. <laughs> <laughs> the overnight guard. Come on. He had his CPAP machine yeah, on. Yeah. We're going to give you a desk job. Like, uh, it starts uh, at 9 It's an accident. Oh, I'm like, man. you had your CPAP mask on and a newspaper <laughs> over your face. You had a nightcap on, Bruce. What you had an old Ebenezer Scrooge style nightgown on when you came <laughs> when you came to work this morning when he okay, 
up. He was like rubbed his eyes and he had like a nightcap on. He had a little lantern. He's going through the hospital. <laughs> yeah, where's the guy. Uh, Tommy? Tommy! Marco! Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh -oh. Man, that's fine. Yeah, he does this all the time. He hides from us. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah, worry. It's don't fun. worry. That's yeah, fun. Yeah. We play hide and seek all the time. Yeah, check the bathrooms. He's got a small bladder. Oh, what about the guy that went to the bathroom and he comes? All right, Bruce, I'm going to go to the can real quick. <laughs> He's got the post dispatch under his arm. Yeah, you got yeah. this? <laughs> you I mean, I'm all picturing right? all the, yeah. I'm picturing the guy from Terminator 2 that, like, walks to the machine and gets his coffee and he looks. Oh, yeah. Under the cup. He's like, it's my lucky day. Yeah. And then he gets stabbed with uh, his back. Yeah. And then he gets a knife through the eye. Knife through the eye. You know, the guy who went to the bathroom was like, man, I got my belt on with my gun. It weighs a lot. So I'll just, I'll just take it off, put it at the foot of the bed, walk in there. <laughs> ah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where this guy was being held, what part of the hospital. Is there a special wing that they. Yeah. I think what am I put? And I think the tower. My, they put him up at the top of the tower. Then I think one of my first questions was too, when, when that kind of stuff happens, because I'm sure it happens a lot. I mean, there's a lot of prisoners need some sort of medical attention, right? Do hospitals get notified? Do people get told, "Hey, so and so, there's going to be a convict here at this wing." You know what I'm saying? Just I mean, staff, just, yeah, yeah, just as an extra precaution for this kind of stuff, or do they not say that so it doesn't cause any sort of stress? Or <laughs> well, there's. Uh, I, th I don't know if every hospital is picked out, but some are just picked out to work with that kind of stuff, so they're used to the inmates on what coming need. in. So they just assume that every seventh person is an inmate. Yeah, possibly, yeah. And then down in Springfield, they had the uh, medical, the federal medical prison there, so the hospitals there always have... A federal medical prison? In Springfield. Yeah, mean? yeah, so it's so meant it's for people that have... That, uh, that have, you know... Uh, People who were in prison. But like the guy that bombed the towers in the mid-90s, he was down there for ages because he had some heart condition. So he was down there. But they would take him to the hospital. They had locked down those rooms. It was a big deal. Wait, wait. wait. Yeah, just depends on, explain it depends on what they need to be treated for. Yeah, what do you mean medical prison? So this is a this is a prison for people that are uh, incarcerated that need like constant attention? Yes. yes. Whoa. Oh, so there's like a jail hospital. Mm -hmm. And what's wild oh, is... Oh, yeah. Because, you no, know... Coming this fall to Fox. You have older, you know, you have older people who have, you know, cancer and, and right. So wherever they're incarcerated, when they get to that point, they all get shipped to these medical hospitals. It depends if they yeah. need, you know, if they need to go smokes? to a hospital. I know, I know. But my dad, he worked for the phone company, so that was one of the spots he would go and work on phone lines. And they had to go through all this stuff, and they had to hand him like his gear once he got in there. He had all his tools with him. He's always so freaked out to be in that place with. Yeah, of course. Weapons. Wow, no way. Yeah, but it was a. Uh, Interesting. There's no fence around it either. I didn't um, know that yeah, and they're not saying why he was down at St. Anthony's. I'm sorry, Mercy South, you know, to be treated for what, but. Usually I'm just, just so a, fascinated I, by the story. There's yeah, so it, many It wasn't a sprained ankle. There is good news. He got <laughs> well enough to be able to leave on his own. Yeah. That's good. Yay. Huh? They're not saying what he was in for. It wasn't a sprained ankle. <laughs> I don't think it was bad he news. He didn't have a back oh, problem. Escaping, he was lying. Escaping is an automatic five to seven years. Five to, seven. Five to seven. That's the standard? Is that a federal standard? Is that a Missouri standard? Wow. I swear that guard woke up and was like, oh, phone, wallet, gun, keys. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You don't get five to so seven. Bad, phone, man. got it, wallet. Let's see here. Gun, that's good. And, oh, no. Chuck's going to be mad. Yeah. You don't get five to seven for escaping. You get five <laughs> to seven for escaping and getting caught. That's right. Yeah. Good yeah, point. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
Shout out to the human wiener wrinkle in the uh, chat who immediately uh, crapped on Taco John's after we had that conversation, too. <laughs> I just want to say that before we go on break. Like, good, good on you for... You're such a cool guy <laughs> for coming in and saying that jack-in-the-box tacos are better than Taco John's. That's... Really? Everything has its place. The worst taco maybe ever invented. Taco... Jack-in-the-box tacos aren't even tacos. They look like an x-ray of a taco. <laughs> okay? Because they're Listen, so It has easy. its place. It does. It does. Like on a, on a drunken, you know, a drunken night. 4 a.m., you know, what's open run. 100%. Yeah. I'll take 15 jack-in-the-box tacos. Or that style down in DBs. It's pretty unbeatable. Yeah, where, where the jack-in-the-box tacos, they're, yeah, they're so soaked in grease that you can see through the translucent. Yes. Like, the shell has become translucent. You can see what's inside. Yes. And that's what you mean by the x-ray of a taco. Yeah, it looks like a spring roll of a taco of some kind. You can see the ingredients inside of it. Yeah, and it's got it, It's got its place in yeah, society. Yeah, that's supposed to be a... I mean, that's... It's, it is what it is. That's what people are looking for at that hour. Mm -hmm. That's fine. So I've been told. Oh, I guess he will go to trial for the escape. It's not automatic. Fascinating. Yeah. Again, this whole story, I'm... Yeah. How... How could this happen? Yo, let's just How fill in. How could this happen? Let's take the, the let's take the uh, the chronology of it. Let's fill in the blanks. Let's film something. We we so can, like, we, we can make a movie out of this. Eight o'clock. What between one and eight o'clock when he was at Tower Grove and got the hot dog and it was caught at the Deerbergs, what did he do? Well, there's probably a few nice museums along the way. Yeah, we got a free zoo. Yeah, free zoo. He probably went over there. Saw oh, yeah. pretty uh, animals. I hope not. Yeah, went to the zoo. Not the guy you want cruising the zoo. I'm just thinking. Well, we're things. filling in the gaps ourselves. Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. So no, what did he do? For our adventure like, I movie, I he went. He went to the East Side, won some money at the casino, <laughs> uh -huh. yeah, and yeah. stopped at. And uh, then went City Museum because that's stopped you know, at the strip club. Yeah. He went in the sewers, found out the Ninja Turtles are real. Yeah. Trained briefly. They would have turned him in. Clown from it. He went back in time to uh, ancient Japan. Uh huh. Because he held onto that lantern yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Okay. Thank you guys. I mean. The sky's the limit. Yeah. This movie could go anywhere. I don't know. I'm just happy he was he he was well enough to leave the hospital. <laughs> yeah. Where's my team remember the day she mm. Well, um, I will tell you this. The guy no. I'm Here. glad they got him back incarcerated. Yeah. Because that guy sounds like a real POS. Um yes. yeah. Indeed, Rafe. Hey go Bob. The guy really is a POS. I can't follow my can't follow my sheet. Oh there. I got it, I got it, guys. Okay. I got it. Hey. We're back. We're back. Everything's going great this morning. Uh all right, Team Riz Remember the Day is brought to you by Hotshot Sports Bar and Grill, proud sponsor of Team Riz. Visit hotshotsnet.com slash Team Riz from Sullivan, Missouri. Brian Higgins is I want to give Brian his uh just desserts here. Like what you know, what the full dossier here says. Uh, Brian has been uh, a fan of both the Riz Show and the Point since its start and spreads the Riz gospel to everyone he encounters. He loves the originality that each member of the show brings, and it makes him feel like he's sitting with a group of buddies just talking. Loves Match Up with Moon, loves Friday Fail Stories, uh, and the heated and sometimes off-the-wall discussions that take place daily. Well, thank you, Brian. Brian Higgins from Sullivan is our Team Riz member of the day. Get a super sweet team members. Remember that a soccer jersey. Get yourself signed up. 1057thepoint.com. 
slash Team Riz. Hey, it's Riz for Dobbs Tire and Auto Center. So let me tell you about our good friends over there. Locally owned, family owned since 1976. And today, the area's biggest retailer of tires and expert auto service. Now through September 30th at all 43 locations, Dobbs is celebrating its 47th anniversary. So they want you to drive in today, help them celebrate by saving money. Yeah, by you saving money. Click on GoToDobbs.com for details about all of their money-saving anniversary details on quality tires and expert auto service. Fantastic deals to help make you keep your family vehicle in top condition on the roads as we head into the fall. No matter what you drive, car, light truck, van, SUV, hybrid, or EV, Dobbs team of experienced tire techs and ASE certified associates service them all. Click on go2dobbs.com, go2dobbs.com right now and check out their fantastic 47th anniversary deals on the best tire brands already being sold at the lowest prices in town guaranteed go to dobbs.com you know it's never easy to predict the future you don't have a crystal ball now think about four months from now are you going to be happy at your current job is your paycheck going to stretch far enough now you could change your life in just four months thanks to centric centric prepares you for a career in the fastest growing industry in the world that's technology centric's hands-on program teaches you the actual job skills you need to get hired and they're with you every single step of the way. They will help you land a job because Centric teaches you the actual skills employers are looking for. And again, they help you land a job and you can make that change today by going to centric.com slash R-I-Z-Z. That's centric, C-E-N-T-R-I-Q.com slash R-I-Z-Z. Take control of your future at centric.com slash Riz, even if you have no IT experience and change your life today. Oh, and by the way, you could use your G. If you're someone that's wanting to find a single solution to support your brain, gut, and immune health, simplify your morning routine with easy habits, and need more energy throughout the day, then I have a solution for you. It's called AG1. AG1 is a nutritional supplement that you drink as part of your morning ritual. Just one scoop, mixed in water, once a day, every day. Not only does AG1 deliver your daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre- and probiotics, and more, but it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. Just one scoop of AG1 covers all your nutrient gaps and supports your mental and physical health in just 60 seconds. The best thing about AG1 is that it's made with high-quality ingredients, including adaptogens, antioxidants, whole food source nutrients, things that are going to give you that extra boost you need throughout the day. And every batch goes through a rigorous testing process so you know it's safe. Because, well, safety first. AG1 is a proud sponsor of the Rizzuto Show podcast. So if you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Exclusively at drinkag1.com slash Riz. That's drinkag1.com slash Riz. Check it out. I dare you. Guy bill for funding or pay for tuition. Centric.com slash Riz. Hey, this is Nemes Patel, and you're listening to The Rizzuto Show. Happy birthday, Riz. 
All right, welcome back to the program. Phone number 314-624-3833 or 618-398-3833. The Mick Ultra Studio Cams, 1057thepoint.com slash Riz. The socials at R-I-Z-Z Show. Your emails, Show at 1057thepoint.com. Sex time fun facts coming up. Sex toy of the week. We'll play three and five. Give away some fabulous prizes. We get WWE SmackDown tickets, Bad Religion tickets, tickets to go see Helmet, and tickets to go see Fragile Porcelain Mice. So uh, Kyle just sent a uh, message over, uh, and Kyle writes, uh, "Hey guys and gal, hey, uh, hey. Uh, hey, I don't know if it's taboo uh, in the radio business to talk about what's going on at KDHX, from the firing of longtime oh, DJs boy. to the mass resignations of those who are still around. It is a crazy tumultuous time at that station. I wondered if you had any opinions slash insights you were able to share as people in the radio business. I, I've, I mean, I've, I don't really know much about the story." I don't know anything. Yeah, it's a wild... Enlighten me. Uh, St. Louis radio station, KDHX, fires 10 more volunteer DJs. You can fire volunteers? Yeah, I guess you can fire volunteers. Yeah. Uh, This is from the Post-Dispatch community radio station, KDHX, which for 35 years has prided itself on playing the kind of music otherwise not heard on the airwaves. Fire 10 of its DJs on Friday. Another 12 DJs will have to undergo, quote, mediated discussions to stay on the job. One show host resigned on the air Friday evening in protest. Oh, and another no indicated in a Facebook post that he would soon follow suit. I don't know what's... I don't really know much about that radio station. Uh, KDHX? Yeah. I was just shocked how many folks work there. That's a lot, but we're talking about like a... Probably like a, a programming thing that's two yeah. hours. Two hour yeah, one or two yeah. hours, you know. Right, right. And it's all volunteers. Yep. Yeah, I, I really don't know much what's going on over there. I know it's the program director left maybe last year and, and somebody took over. I don't, I don't know what's going on there. I really have no insight yeah. other than uh, 10 volunteers were fired and 12 more are going to walk. Or 12, I'm sorry, 12 more have to undergo mediated discussions, whatever that means. What do they play? It's like whenever. I think anything, right? I truly don't know. What's what's the dial? So the polka hour is that eighty eight? Is that eighty eight one? Is it? I don't know. Is that the one back in the nineties had like uh like like KDHX is like they always have like cool um they had like a cool like blues they would like have a guy would get he'd play like old blues records eighty eight one like on Sunday I used to love listening to that program they just had like uh kind of alternative programming like yeah yeah sounded like a college station kind of yeah. But it was like everybody kind of had their own thing going on. And they and have was, that. You could discover some cool music that's not necessarily your mainstream radio play stuff over there. And they have that venue over there by the Fox Theater. They bring in a lot of folks, too. KDHX fires 10 more volunteer DJs as leaders try to assert control over station and turmoil. Yeah, I don't really know much about it. Yeah, sorry, Kyle. Wish I could you know, tell you more, but I don't really know much. Yeah. I'm trying to deal with this here. Yeah, we got to... Trying to deal a, with this here. Big, big enough machine here. This, that we're... Yeah, let's, let's try to keep this going. What I do know is there was a video going around over the weekend of some angry golfer going full Hulk and <laughs> ripping off a shirt on a golf course. Trying to make golf cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what's going on here. In case you didn't see it, so there's a video uh, of this guy. This is in Michigan. Wait, is this Golf Hogan? 
Golf Hogan, yes. Oh, I love this guy. He's so one of my favorites. Rips off a shirt and threatens other golfers. There was a, some kind of fight about him taking another player's ball. His name, the Hulkster, is John Reeve. And after the video went viral, he's been banned from the course. Oh. And shockingly, what, he's, both got play a, Titleist? he's got a history of violence. Listen to this. We got a Karen on the golf course right now. After I don't give you a damn thing. I'm going to take your clubs. Take it. Then leave. I'm not getting a fight at a golf course. I'm going to stand here and you can complain. Goodbye. You took her ball. Please don't speak to me. We're coming over here. You, you took her ball. Bro, you took her ball. Dude, I'm not going to fight you. It's off Banshee, Walter. Now get off the cart. Here Walter. comes the Hulk. Walter? Walter. Oh, here we go. You see that? Head? Oh. That's what you look spin to heaven. Do you want to test God? You come get it. If he's mentally ill, oh. you think I'm mentally ill? If you want to test God, you could come, come get, get it. it. Wow. That's a great That's line. That's my Slashinger ball. I mean, honestly, pretty cool line. Very cool line. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Golf Hogan, man. He's awesome. Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> If he's mentally ill, oh. let's move along. You think I'm mentally ill? Yes, I know you. Bend to heaven. Okay. Well, I don't see an issue. I also like the idea of how, you know, there's all the screaming stuff and their getaway cars that are yeah. little windy. Okay. Here we go. See ya. <laughs> I'll take your clothes. Got it. Come get it. <laughs> Yep. All right, today is uh, September the 25th. Back in the day, 97 years ago, 1926, Henry Ford, thank you for establishing the eight-hour day, five-day work week. 53 years ago, 1970, the Partridge Family debuts on ABC. 43 years ago, 1980, Led Zeppelin rehearsing at Jimmy Page's house in preparation for an American tour when drummer John Bonham found dead in his bed following an all-day drinking binge. Apparently, he did like 40 shots. Wow. And then went to sleep. He was 32 years old. He passed out and choked on his own vomit. And uh, later on, a couple months later, in December, Led Zeppelin would announce they were disbanding, saying they could no longer continue without John Bonham. 41 years ago, 1982, Silver Spoons premieres. 36 years ago, 1987, The Princess Bride was released. 26 years ago, 1997, sportscaster Marv Albert pleaded guilty to assault and battery for biting a woman in a hotel room. NBC fired him a couple hours later. Six years ago, 2017, at the Hollywood Bowl in Los Angeles, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers played their last concert. Tom Petty died a week later. And five years ago today in 2018, Bill Cosby sentenced to three to ten years in prison for sexual assault. He only served three years before his conviction was overturned in 2021 because prosecutors had violated his constitutional rights. And that's what happened back in the day. And now, crap on celebrities. All right, time to find out what's going on in the world of music and entertainment with your crap on celebrities. Crap, brought to you by Bright House Plumbing. Call the best, flush the rest. Brighthouseco.com, 636-600-0188. Amid some dating rumors, Taylor Swift showed up at Arrowhead and watched Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs take on the Bears. Swift was caught celebrating a Kelsey touchdown alongside Travis's mom. Here is NFL on Fox broadcast team giving us a little play-by-play and commentary to Taylor's uh, touchdown celebration. Right. Uh, let me see. Which one is that one? The one that says Taylor's something or other touchdown. Taylor's so, reaction to the Kelsey touchdown? I believe so. 
I don't know who jumped higher after a Travis Kelsey touchdown. If it was Taylor or Greg Olson when he heard she was going to be at the stadium today. <laughs> Quite the day, right? I think my favorite part of that shot, Taylor Swift is chest bumping for Travis Kelsey's touchdown, and Mama Kelsey's just standing next to her. She's like, honey, I I've seen 71 of these. She gave like a light tap on the glass, and she wasn't overly excited about it. Uh, Chiefs ended up winning 41-10 to against the Bears. Aaron Andrews playfully asked Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes after the game about Taylor Swift's presence at the game uh, in Kansas City, and he played along. All right, here's Patty Mahomes. Do you realize how much pressure there was on you today from the Swifties to get Travis Kelsey a touchdown with Taylor in the house today? Yeah, I heard she was in the house. Did you feel the pressure, Patrick? I felt a little bit of pressure, um, and so I knew I had to get it to Travis. And, of course, it's on the route that Travis, he does his own thing and just makes up a route, and I throw it to him. So uh, I think he wanted to get in the end zone just as much as I, all the Swifties wanted him to. Oh, God. Yeah. Dude plays hey, they, long. Cool if, as a cucumber. If they start losing, it's going to be Taylor's fault. Betcha. You betcha. You think? Yes. Nah. She's no Yoko. Yeah, I was going to say, Taylor Ono? Oh, I'm oh, sure. If, if God forbid, the Chiefs just take a nosedive, it's going to be Taylor's fault. Well, you know she's going to be. Hey, man, don't put that out. Get her out of here. Don't put that juju out there, dude. <laughs> How come? That's like, it's like it'd be me saying that. I, did, I think that's. Silly. I did tweet what I think the lyrics to her next album would be. After this, I'm like, this is gonna be. You know, Moon brought it up last week in our group thread. He's like, cue the football references in Taylor's next album, and I'm like, hearts break when they don't bend. Should have never fallen for a tight end. He's running routes through my mind every weekend. While he was catching passes, I was catching feelings. And I'm like, <laughs> number one hit. Oh yeah. I'm gonna write it for her. It's a number one hit, and it's gonna be called. Uh, Killer Trav. That's going to be the name mm. of the track. Just wait and see. But now for now, back. let's enjoy the ride, you know? Yeah. yeah, listen, Taylor Swift, you know, going to Chiefs games. Wow. <laughs> Mom. All right. I love it, dude. Well, speaking of uh, football, if you are hoping for the return of rock and roll to the Super Bowl halftime show, well, there's always next season. Because this season, we're getting Usher. Uh, he says, quote, it's an honor to have paid to be on... No, I'm, I'm just kidding. He says, uh, it's an honor of a lifetime to finally check a Super Bowl performance off my bucket list. I can't wait to bring the show, or bring the world a show unlike anything else they've seen from me before. Thanks to the fans and everybody who made this opportunity happen. I'll see you real soon. But didn't we already know what, that this is a buy-on now? Uh, yeah, you have to pay them. Yeah, you have to pay them. It's a buy-on. Yeah, you have to pay the NFL to play the halftime. Um... I would figure with Vegas, so it's in Vegas this year. So this is or a se year. second halftime appearance, by the way. Uh, he was also with the Black Eyed Peas when they headlined in 2011. But um, you figure Vegas, I'm sure it's not just going to be Usher. I'm sure it'll be more. It's who will write the bigger check. Show busy things there. That same day, Usher is releasing Coming Home, his first new album since 2016. Oh, well, it's an investment. I mean, when you play yeah, the halftime, when you play halftime, you're, I mean, your sales rocket. Yep, yeah. it's a promo buy-on. Good for him. Uh, but somebody, well, I was talking so, to a buddy who was Celine's out. I was talking to a buddy who was complaining about it. I'm like, it's not, it's not for the dudes. First Half of all, it's not for the guys. First of all, yeah, but Usher has a ton of singles that even the dudes will know. Yeah. You may not realize you know him, but you know him. And that'll make be a, it really fun. That'll be successful. Who was last year? I don't even remember. Last year was uh, was it Dr. Dre and Snoop? Oh, no, was that, that last was... year? I thought that was two years ago. Was I liked the it. pregnant. Oh, Rihanna. Oh, yeah, yeah, Rihanna. Yeah. Rihanna was last year. Where she didn't move. It's not for, like, if you're looking for ACDC and Metallica, it's never happening. No, the game is supposed to be for you. Halftime is not for you. 
It's for everybody. Halftime is for everybody who doesn't there. like football. Yeah, not there for football. Halftime is for everybody who doesn't like football. Well, you know who loves who's football? Who's just at the party, and that's the only time they, they're really caring about the game is during halftime. That's you, it. You know who loves football? Michael Caine. Michael Caine. I don't know. No, am I, am I wrong? Am I wrong by saying that? What? Yeah, no, you're right. Halftime, for everybody else. halftime is not for the people who are at the Super Bowl party for, for, for the football. That's serious about football. Mm. The serious football people then, after sitting there for however long the first half takes, they go to the can, they load up their plate again with pizza and nachos, and then the people who don't care about football then take yeah. the spots on the couch yeah. to watch halftime for 30 minutes, and then they retreat back to the Dude's kitchen got a and the living football room. fans. He's got a living room full of hits, and they're going to medley them all together, and you're going to go, damn, I forgot that this guy has 25 number ones. Yeah. Uh, Michael Caine is confirming his retirement. The 90-year-old actor spoke out in an interview confirming that his upcoming film, The Great Escaper, uh, may be his last. He says, I'm bloody 90 now, and I can't walk properly and all that. I'm sort of retired now. <laughs> He's amazing. So he, he, he used this walking stick while filming a true story of Bernard Jordan, a British World War II veteran uh, who, who escaped his retirement home to attend the 70th anniversary of the D-Day uh, commemorations in France. He said, I was happy to do it. I just love the character. I thought he was incredible, and it's beautifully written. They gave me a very good walking stick, and I was able to do scenes that needed that. I just did them once, and then I fall over. But just one take, that's it. Forget it. I've had the best possible life I could have. Um, the best possible wife and the best possible family. They might may, might not be the family that other people would say is the best possible family, but the best possible family for me, he added. So, Michael uh, Caden, done. Brandon says, well, uh, Riz says that about halftime, but Tom Petty did it. How long ago? And they've moved away from that Yeah, that's stuff. a different Man, thing. That's when they were inviting people, too, and not paying for it. Remember, they? I think they started on the, the pay-to-play with the Katy Perry one, maybe? I don't know, but over the past couple of years, it's been... Leaning way pop. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's uh, either because if you go rock and roll, you have to go super old person, or if you go pop, you can have the fairly younger person. I'm going to assume they know how to read their analytics yeah. better than we do, and they're probably making the right choice. Is Jay Z still uh, producing? I'm sure. Producing, producing the halftime half show? Oh, that. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I remember that being like a smooth over thing for for some issues that were happening back then. I don't know if he's still working. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the Queen, Dolly Parton, covered the Four Non Blondes 1993 smash. What's up? It'll be on Dolly's upcoming album Rockstar, which is out November 17th. Dolly's version also has Four Non Blondes singer songwriter Linda Perry. I think we have a clip here. If you'd like to play it. Uh, yeah. Here we go. It this sounds is... like you think it sounds. So Dolly Parton covering. Four non blondes. Yep, with Linda Perry. Okay, here we go. Anytime, anytime now, Dolly. Maria, Maria, I pulled the right clip. I think I got your number, Maria. What do you think, Rafe? Thoughts? Sounded good. good. Sounded yeah. great. Yeah. She can do no wrong. <laughs> Alfonso Ribeiro. Ribeiro. Uh, he got a concussion during a Little League game last week. At his son's game, he said, I was standing oh, off to the side, now, huh? and I'm putting somebody's number in my phone, and boom, ball to the back of the head, right in the back. He went down immediately, wasn't right for days. He said, for three days, I was like, huh, what? My wife seems to think it's just me saying I don't want to do anything in the house, but that wasn't it. It was a good hit. So it actually I knocked him pretty well. Damn it, it Will. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was still eligible to play Little League, because he didn't play as a kid. You know, uh, he's, still... he's a walk-on. 
Justin Timberlake and Tiger Woods have opened a new sports bar in New York City. It's called T-Squared Social, and it's in the grand lobby of the uh, Immigrant Savings Bank in Manhattan. 32-foot marble bar, lounge areas, reservation-only box seats. It also has golf simulators, duck pen bowling, and darts, plus 35 televisions. What's duck pen bowling? Uh, Is that the slider one? Or is that the little ball, like this big? I have no idea. I'm not sure. A 200-inch screen, supposedly the biggest in New York. Tiger says, Justin and I thought it would be cool to create a place that combines our favorite things and brings people together to have a great time. Justin adds, we knew a concept like T-Squared Social would thrive in New York. It's a beautiful space that transcends the typical sports bar experience. What the hell's done? I gotta look that up. I don't know. You do that, I'm going to tell you about Dwayne Johnson because he says the fame does not have any drawbacks because he remembers what life was before he was famous. He says, I couldn't pay rent. I was struggling to figure out who I was. I was broke as F. I try my best to uh, to keep all of that in the forefront of my mind. I always say, I'm a day away from being evicted again, so it keeps me hungry. Yeah, of course. Being filthy rich rules. <laughs> yeah, he says, anchors and perspective is always important. Humility and kindness matters. He points out that the greatest benefit is being able to impact people in a positive way around the world. Of course, be- because he's famous, he can't go out in public. But he says, that doesn't. that's not a drawback because that's exactly what he signed uh, up for. Yeah, so, okay, uh, given a choice, being rich and famous or not... Yeah, I'm going to go with the rich and famous. Yeah, but now you can't go to Dollar General. Oh, okay. That's fine. (laughs) That's fine. Uh, Deck pin bowling, by the way. uh, The duck pins are shorter and um, kind of fatter in the middle. Okay. Almost like a duck. And it's got a miniature ball, It's like chode bowling. Chode bowling? (laughs) What? Pins are shorter and fatter in the middle. I don't know. (laughs) So, like, almost like 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 the way a duck's body is. Okay. Smaller ball, though. Uh, smaller ball. I think you're winging these, like, small balls. Oh, I like that. Uh, Kevin Bacon has owned farmland in Connecticut since 1983, and he wanted to expand his property and buy the neighboring plot. The guy kept turning him down because he kept telling him it was haunted. So he finally said, I can't sell it to you because it's haunted, and I'm afraid that you'll get possessed and, you know, do serious damage. That was what the neighbor said to Kevin Bacon. Oh. Eventually, he was able to talk the owner into selling it, but only under the condition that he destroyed the old haunted house on the property. Uh, so he did. He was told that the house was uh, goes back to se- the 1700s and involved the murder of a Native American by a colonial soldier. The former owner even had Ghostbusters come for a visit. Of course, he destroyed it. Kira Sedgwick uh, didn't want to take any chances, so she didn't let him keep anything from the house. They had it all completely destroyed. Nobody's seen any ghosts. It's all good. We'll Why put the house. Okay. Yeah, we'll Man. put the house up on the block. But that's weird. He's a celebrity to have to burn someone's neighborhood down to move in next to it. Just when you thought dating shows had figured out every premise and every single gimmick, Naked Attraction, a show where people choose a mate based on their naked bodies only. This is a British show, but now apparently it's coming to Max. Here's how it works. In each episode, one person has six potential dates to choose from. They're literally in these boxes. Those dates are completely naked and revealed one body part at a time. Their faces last. Oh. As body parts are revealed, the chooser is eliminating potential dates until only two remain. Then the chooser gets naked. They get naked themselves, and they offer their critiques. Once a match is made, a couple goes on a date with their clothes on. Are they showing full nudity? Full. Dude, so the uh, it looks like the show shows full nudity and it's going to be on max i couldn't find out if the show actually shows it but when you see the trailer it blurs it out when you see the picture of the trailer there's wang everywhere oh, okay so it's so it's oh, it's on max yeah they can't show it people are going to watch this for sure the only disclaimer before each episode says the following series contains full frontal nudity coarse language and graphic discussions about the human body so i'm assuming it's showing everything so <laughs> you have women and men competing women and men 
And, so the, they're, so and, they're, and the, the picture was one gal naked like this, looking at six boxes with these with these dudes, and only their face was covered and wang, just wang out. Wang everywhere. Yeah, naked attraction. Here's here's the uh, here's the trailer. The trailer. Okay. In this dating show, we go back to basics. Are you ready? And start where a good date often ends. <gasps> naked. Wow. This is fantastic. And could picking a partner based Ooh. solely on their natural beauty could be a <laughs> help us find the one? I've never met anybody like this before and I don't know where to look. Who are you going to pick for your date? This is the hardest decision of my life. Oh my God. Naked attraction. Could be a grower. And it's all, it, listen, it's all hard bodies too. It's not like they're not, whoa, whoa, whoa. They're not taking anybody oh. like me. I'm glad they're not. Showing wow. a face though, like the least important yeah. part of it. Everybody looks like 24 year old models. It's pretty that ridiculous. That dude is so hairy. That's <laughs> mm. oh, risk. Let's keep him. Uh, UltimateClassicRock.com put together a list of 20 fall theme songs to kick off the season. Now, Ooh. I have them all in chronological order. So, can you think of any fall themed songs? We're talking about UltimateClassicRock.com, uh, by the way. Well, the uh, California the, Dreamin'. Yes, California Dreamin'. Thank you. California Dreamin'. No. Oh. Not on the list. September 21st. September. The name of the song? September from Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah. Number 13, yeah, 1978. I don't have them in a ranked order. I have them in chronological order. I'll tell you, the first one is Leaves That Are Green from Simon and Garfunkel. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, 1966. Yeah. Autumn Almanac from The Kinks, 1967. Uh, 1969 is Led Zeppelin. Give me the song. Autumn, oh, boys. Ramble On. Ramble On, number three. Van Morrison, 1970. Moondance. Moondance. Oh. The Doors, 1970. The Doors, The Doors, The Doors. Uh, I don't know. It's a fall song, but it's called Indian Summer. Okay. Uh, Rod Stewart, 1971. Maggie May. Okay. Uh, Big Star from 1974. Okay, Big Septem- Star? September Girls is the name of the song. Aerosmith, 1974, has Seasons of Wither. Bonnie Raitt, Rainy Day Man. Bob Seeger, number 10. Bob Seger, what's his fall song? Oh, I mean, Night Moves? Night Moves, oh, number 10. Oh, yeah. Fleetwood Mac, number 11, 1976. Fleetwood Mac. Uh, it's got a color in it. Yes. Red. And, and a spring's in it. Red Springs. Silver Springs. Silver Springs. Justin yeah. Hayward is number 12, Forever Autumn. Earth, Wind & Fire, September is 13. Uh, Neil Diamond, September Morn is number 14. U2, 1981. U2. 1981. 1981. It's the name of a month. October. October. How about Don Henley, 1984? Don Henley, 1984. Oh, uh, American Pop. Pick one song. Oh, that's Don McLean. <laughs> Boys of Summer. The Boys of Summer. Guns and Roses, 91. Come on. November Rain. Yeah, November Rain. That's right. Uh, Neil Young, 1992. Harvest Har- Moon. Harvest Moon. Moon. The Why White would Boys song. of Summer be a fall song? Uh, there's like four songs that have summer in the title. Which Who knows? Like, Who knows? Come on. Uh, although that riff is very... South. It's much more autumn than it well, is Well, also summer. think about in the Southern Hemisphere, they're starting to turn into summer. So okay. maybe they're getting ready what for the you, summer. Oh, okay. The yeah. White Stripes, 2001, <laughs> Dead Leaves and Dirty Ground, uh-huh. and number 20, I cannot believe this wasn't, Mash. this wasn't your first guess, That's Green Day, 2004. Uh, when September ends? Yeah, September. wake me up when September ends. Okay. 
Come on. Uh, celebrities celebrating a birthday today. I'll Donald, tear that list up right now. Let's Donald Glover slash Childish Gambino is 40. Uh, the rapper T.I. is 43. Catherine Zeta-Jones is 54. And her husband, Michael Douglas, is 79 today. Will Smith is 55. Scotty Pippen, 58. Heather Locklear, 62. Star Wars legend Mark Hamill is 72. Potsy from Happy Days, Anson Williams, is 74. And supermodel Cheryl Teagues is 76 today. Today's porno birthday, which is being brought to you by Patricia's, where fun and fantasy meet, is Tiffany Blake. And today's birthday girl has been in 50 fine films. And there's a theme here. Let's see if you can pick it up. She was in Two Tons of Fun, Big Big Babes 38. Mm. She was in Big and Busty 3, The Bigger the Better, Cash for Chunkers 1, Large and in Charge 3, Massive MILFs 2, Megabutt 33, Scale Bustin' Babes 38, Waste Watchers 5. You guys get the theme at all? She's tall and blonde? Yeah. Yep. Yep. And who can forget her role in 2017's I Love Fat Girls 5? Little on the nose. (laughs) Tiffany Blake is 44 years old. That's your porno birthday. Those are your crappy birthdays, and that was your crap on celebrities. Yeah, so this is the duck pen pen bowling. bowling. It's like real tiny lanes, tiny ball. uh, Stubby, short and stubby pens. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, there was. You know what? There was a restaurant in Kansas City or or in St. Louis years and years ago that had this. Like, uh, where you would normally have, like, seating. They turned it into that, and it was freaking yeah. sweet. They should put that in our green room here. I well, there's also, like, candle pin bowling. Have you seen that? Those I are, like, the, the pins are skinny, like tall and skinny. Oh, yeah, they look like batons. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I've seen that. That's candle pin bowling. Okay, so duck bowling is the short and stubby ones. Short and stubby pins. Looks duck fun. Pin, yeah. Yeah, it's, this is fun for, like, kids. You have in, like, the back of a restaurant? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Kind of loud when you're trying to eat, though. All right, speaking of games, after the break, we're going to play 3 and 5. It's Monday. Give away some fabulous prizes. 3 and 5, simple concept. Moon gives you a category. You name three things in that category within five seconds. Two out of three categories, right? You win. Your choice of prizes. No ums or ahs to start your answer. We'll play next. Woods Basement Systems. Boy, have they helped me out. The all things basement experts do all things basement. Basement waterproofing, foundation repair, crawl space repair, mold prevention, egress windows. But they also do concrete leveling. They can fix driveways. They've even raised a highway slab. I knew of their expertise with basements, and now I know of their expertise with concrete leveling. Because I had a front porch situation that was dangerous, it was ugly, it was bad. It was a safety hazard. But Woods Basement Systems helped me out with concrete leveling and pier. So it's fixed forever. Go to moonloveswoods.com. There's a special offer for you today. Don't wait any longer. Do what I did and prevent further damage. These problems don't get better with time. They get better with woods because the problem will be fixed forever. Woods Basement Systems, the all things basementy experts. Check out that special offer at moonloveswoods.com. Hey, this is Rachel Feinstein, and you're listening to The Rizzuto Show. Happy birthday, Raz. <laughs> So every year we make our way out to Scott Air Force Base for a Military Appreciation Day uh, broadcast, and we are doing that next Thursday. Next Thursday, October 5th, join us as we broadcast live from Scott Air Force Base. It's going to be us. It's going to be the Fast Lane doing a uh, dual broadcast. Rafe, it's fun. We actually have fun with those guys. Yeah? Yeah, it's a great time, man. So next Thursday, October 5th, a special live military appreciation podcast taping starting at 1230. For service members or families, anyone currently on the base, come on and, and join us. 
And that's brought to you by Air Comfort Service Heating, Cooling, and Insulation. For HVAC service, visit aircomfortservice.com and by Budweiser. This Bud's for you. Yeah, we're usually uh, busting balls down there. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. We do like an hour. Yeah, it's a lot of fun meeting people too. Uh, I know a few people that are already planning on coming out there. They were asking me just a few weeks ago, hey, you guys doing the Appreciation Day again? I said, yes. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Prepare for announcement. Yep, October 5th, 1230. That's next. I can't believe next Thursday. Hey, do you know somebody who, um, well, do you guys get the Sunday scaries? Scott, do you get the Sunday scaries at like 4 o'clock? Oh, in the afternoon? On, on a Sunday, and you go, ah, oh, man, work's coming up. <laughs> yeah, I used to do, used to get a little bit more, but I've tried to get my mind excited where it's like, dude, you're going in to do your dream job. Just be sure. excited. Sure. Yeah. It's no big deal. Yeah, but still, you know, the weekend's over. Yeah. You know, you got to set the alarm for 2.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. You're like, ah, oh, man. And then now it's like you count, you count until the time you got to go to bed, and then, you you know, then you get five hours of sleep. It's fine. Or now do you have a buddy that never gets a Sunday scariest because they got a cushy job. Hmm. Hmm. Have you ever had a job or you know somebody who's had a job that pays you to do virtually nothing? No. Virtually nothing. I don't know anybody that has. Yeah, that, that sounds cool. One of those. I, I could try I it. I think. Do we know anybody? Listen, that kind of matches my resume. Everyone nice. <laughs> has heard somebody complain about being underpaid, but people online are talking about the cushiest jobs they've had, the ones that pay you for basically doing nothing. And and most of, most of the stories involve one of four types of jobs. Number one, jobs where you literally do nothing. Like, for example, somebody has a part-time gig at a university where they just wait around to see if anyone needs help conducting a Zoom call. And no one has asked for help in 18 months. <laughs> and they oh, still man. get paid. Nice. Uh, number two, there's the the jobs where you do nothing most of the time, but you do have a responsibility. Somebody said they they get paid one hundred fifty thousand dollars to do graphics for a video game studio, but there are long stretches of downtime where they're not needed, and in those times, they just don't do anything. Wow. You know what I will say? I do know a couple guys on crews that get retainers, and if bands want to take some time off but keep them on retainer, they just hang out. Sometimes I'll, yeah, some guitar sometimes. techs for like uh, you know big name yeah. you know guitarists and big bands. Yeah, a lot of crew guys that I know that are on retainers. Now I say that, and I say that they're hanging out doing nothing, but these aren't the type of guys to do nothing. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, they're, they're so doing side hustles, maybe they're doing side teach. stuff. Or uh, honestly, I know a couple of great sound guys that are so good. Um, and they're on these great retainers that they will go and they'll mix their buddies' bands or they'll show up at the venues and go, hey man, I'll just I'll just work the show for you and save people money just because like that you know somebody helped they them out something. and yeah and they they want to stay fresh they want to stay practiced. And well, they do I it mean, out just of think, heart. just think, you know, you you're I'm just saying Slash from Guns N' Roses, okay? You're Slash's guitar tech. Slash is you know yeah Guns N' Roses on tour now, but when they're off tour, Slash's guitar tech is Slash's guitar tech. So he's probably on retainer, mm. and whenever Slash needs to do something, he'll say, "Hey, you know, uh, you know, Moon, I got a gig. You know, meet me out here." So you're kind of on a whim, going whenever. Yeah, you're on call. You're on call. But when you're not doing anything, as you're not doing anything, it's still getting paid. Then there are the jobs where workers are supposed to do stuff, but they get away with doing nothing. And a lot of people talked about being overnight security guards, and they just end up watching a lot of Netflix. Someone else talked about, quote-unquote, babysitting automated vending machines at production facilities. Mm. 
but uh, spending pretty much the whole day playing video games. And then some people talk about jobs that are so loose that they're able to stack them and then get paid like two or three times over for the same thing. Like, for example, one person said, my friend was a bread shelving person. It got to be so easy, they grabbed a second route and a third. Each route was 40 hours, and you were supposed to check the stores two or three times a day, but they just didn't. They gave each shift manager a business card to call if bread needed to be restocked. So they worked about 18 hours a week and got paid for 120. What? Dang. That ain't going to last yeah. long. I had a friend that had, this was a job that was like crazy to me. There was I had a few friends that did it. They would go, this company had a software that was not legal in the United States, but you could use it in like South Korea and some of those countries, and it would predict horse race winners. Huh. They would get paid to go overseas to Thailand or to <clears throat> some of these exotic places. Yeah. And they would go. They couldn't bet their own money. But that they was could, the only thing. But they, they would, could collect the data? They could use this program. They, like, issued them computers. They would go to these off-track betting parlors, and they would bet this software all day. And it was, like, predictive. It would make money. And all they did was take the company's software and the company's money, and they go sat in an off-track betting all day and just place bets. And then the money got wired, and they got paid a salary to go. And then, like, wow. at night, they just got to go party in Thailand. One guy came home with a wife. <laughs> <laughs> a wife and four STDs. Went over to the Philippines. He's like, I got married. I had a great time. And they would, like, uh, they would be there. They'd have to come home because they didn't have, you know, I don't know what the work visa situation was. Mm -hmm. But basically they were getting paid to go on vacation Got paid very well because they were like, we're paying you well because we don't want you. We don't want you betting your own money. You're betting yeah. our money. You're being paid to work for our company. We're compensating you. If you got caught betting, you'd get fired. Wow, what a job. And they would run. It was some kind of software that, like, this type of gambling software was illegal in the United States, but it was not illegal in certain other countries. So they would. Weird. They yeah, seemed listen, like they just sat around all day, and they just opened up a computer and said, go bet these horses. They'd do their betting slips, and that was it. And then they'd just hang out. Yeah, but I'm sure if you got caught by the betting parlor using software to bet oh, yeah. it wasn't horse illegal. races overseas. Yeah, I know it's not illegal. Yeah, I don't when know. you're betting at somebody's you yeah, know, it is illegal. Uh, betting you, parlor. You just found a workaround. I don't know what the end. Well, it's only illegal if the law exists in the country saying it's not legal. Yeah, but they could still backroom you. Yeah, you're not you're not wrong about that. They could still take and beat the hell out of you. <laughs> I don't know what the it's still risks. They worked in teams. I do know that. Mm. Like two people went in. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't sound. And they had to go do the deposits because you have to collect the money and then go deposit it. Also, it's all in the up and up. It was a weird job, and I had like, I knew like three or four people who went and did this, because like one person's like this is a great gig, and then they recruit another person, and yeah, yeah. I knew uh, we we uh, really weird. when we were touring overseas we would meet a lot of like uh, international alcohol reps and alcohol salespeople. When, when they hit like a certain point on these international things, it seemed like those guys weren't doing nothing. Guys and gals, we would yeah. always see them in these clubs and these bars and these after parties and stuff. And we're like, hey, what do you guys do? Like, oh, we sell something something vodka. And I go, cool. What do you do all day? And they go, oh, we don't do anything all day. We just party and hang out. And then we go to the bars at the end and we give them free stuff and, and make some deal that's already been done. They just represent the, the place and party. Yeah. What? Dude, and the I, company already has people there that are in charge of driving the gear over. They do all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. 
They just go in there. Dude, we so met, what do they do? I don't Nothing. know. We they don't would know. just party. We, we met those types of folks all the time. We thought it was like a one-off. I still yeah. remember the club in Germany where we first met them. And I was like, wow, that's a, that's a crazy gig, that whole group back there. And then it seemed like every other major city we'd go into, some sort of bar, we'd look over. And there was a party. You could kind of tell because they were like partiers, but really nicely dressed. Yeah. Mm. And then you go, been... you go, that's got to be an alcohol sales group again. Let's yeah, go talk to them. You go talk to them. Sure enough, you find out that's they cool work job. for some random yeah. ass vodka that's based in Finland or something. And they come over and they just party. There was a, a group that used to, in the States too, that they had their own tour bus. And it was one of the energy drinks that was paying for it, and they did absolutely nothing except hang out. Oh, you talking about rocks? You talking about the rock star guys? Maybe no, it wasn't. I just drive remember. around, give it away, free samples, and that's it. Going to concerts, Bang. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Marketing heads. <laughs> ah, it's pretty cool though. College degrees for that. Yeah. All right, let's give away some stuff. The Rizzuto Show. Here, have some free. Sh- All right, we are playing uh, three and five as we do every Monday. So here's the deal. Moon's going to give you a category. You name three things in that category within five seconds. Two out of three categories, right? You win your choice of prizes. WWE SmackDown tickets, Bad Religion tickets, helmet tickets, or tickets to go see Fragile Porcelain Mice and Sinister Dane. All right, let's practice. Uh, And our phone number, 314-624-3833 or 618-398-3833. Remember, no ums or ahs to start your answer. Uh, Rafe? Yes? Let's practice. Let's practice. Name three types of bowling. Pinup, Cosmic, Chode. (laughs) I will accept Chode bowling. Are you serious? That's not official? Thank you. It turns out it is. We got an email since somebody Googled it. Chode bowling, yes. It is a thing. What's pinup? I mean, I know there's a pinup bowl here, but is that a type of bowling? I think it's called pin bowling. Oh, pin. Maybe. Oh, I thought the pinup bowling was the kind we were talking about. Oh, I, I don't know. Maybe it is. That's what I'm asking. Mm. It seems like there's a hundred different types of bowling we never knew about. Oh man, I don't know. I'm candle candlestick, duck duck pin. Can't read. I want those Guns and Roses. I'm reneging. Tickets. <laughs> yeah, you could get as many Guns and Roses tickets as you want. <laughs> yeah. I Scott, should, Scott, do one. Okay, you ready? Right. Yes, I'm ready. Name three members of Guns and Roses. Axl Rose, Rose Axl, and uh, the uh, Slammy, and then there's also <laughs> Snake Guy. <laughs> 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 Slammy. Snake guy and Slammy. And Rose Axel. Slammy was the original bass guy. <laughs> no tickets Rose, for you. comma, Axel. Darn it. Oh, uh, Josh in Pacific. Good morning, Josh. Good morning. All right, Josh, let's play three and five. Here we go. Name three movies about kids. Baby's Day Out. Oh, I don't know. Baby's Day Out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, that's one. That's a good guess. That, I think that's a great guess. That's it the is. first one you thought of. Yeah. Okay. What did you think of? There's literally Goonies. a movie called Kids. Yeah. <laughs> he thought About of Baby's kids. Day Out. I thought, I thought Goonies first. Home Alone was the first one I thought of. All right, yeah. next. Name three things you see in a basement. Ladder, hammer, screwdriver. No. Sex dungeon, also acceptable. Ladder, hammer, <laughs> screwdriver. I guess that's where he keeps his tools. All right, one final one, Josh. Here we go. Name three country songs. Uh, Killing it! Yeah. <laughs> Not uh, one. Not one. Uh, Got a. Jake, Collinsville, good morning. Good morning. All right, Jake, here we go, three and five. Name three cities that start with the letter S. Sacramento, San Antonio, Scranton. Oh, yeah. St. Louis also counts. 
Okay, next. Name three movies in theaters right now. Barbie, Oppenheimer, Blue Beetle. Got it. Barbie and Oppenheimer still on there? I'm sure. I'm sure you could find a theater plane. Remember we tried to go last week? No. And it's all like what you know, it's playing like one time at a Last week was not right now, man. I'm giving it to you. Congratulations, Jake. You win. He got it. Good. Brian, hello. Howdy. All right, Brian, here we go. Three and five. Okay, name three human blood types. A, B, and D. A, B, and D? Is there a type D? No, that's batteries, bro. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. I don't know, listen, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> a, B, and D. Okay, next. Name three Wrong. video game consoles. Nintendo, PlayStation, Xbox. Yes. All right. Okay. Final one. Here we go. Name three things you see in Alaska. Snow, mountains, and birds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Birds. Okay. I like it. Uh, Tyler. Good morning, Tyler. Good morning, guys. Happy hey, birthday, Riz. Thanks, buddy. Let's play. Name three animals at Grant's farm. Donkey, horse, llama. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, next. Name three airlines. Delta, American Airlines, and Southwest. And winner next. Justin, hello. Good morning, everybody. How's it going? It so far, okay. so good. Here we go. Name three famous women singers. Brianna, Sally Parton, Rosa Parks? No, no, no. Sorry. Rosa Parks. Rosa Parks sing? He went, Rosa Parks? I gave an extra second or two there, too. I know, All right. Oh I know. I don't know. I don't know if Rosa Parks sang or not. What? Name That's not what she was famous for. But. <laughs> Name three TV shows from before the 1980s. Nope. Not a great showing from Justin today. Well, he only missed one. And this one. Oh, you're right. Famous yeah, singers. I forgot. Rosa Parks? <laughs> and TV shows I thought he was going to get that one because you gave him four extra seconds. All right. One final contestant. Let's go to Austin. Hello, Austin. Good morning. Happy birthday, Ray. Thanks, buddy. Austin, here we go. Three and five. Name three countries in Africa. Uh, Egypt. Oh, it's over. It's over. Just save it. Egypt. Yeah. Come on. Let's rebound. Name three celebrities that are dead. Paul Walker. Keith Ledger. Killing it. <laughs> Keith Legend. Yeah, he's a Heath Ledger. <laughs> <laughs> Keith Legend, I could have looked that one up. Well, maybe all right, we got to do one team. more. One more. All right, right. Eric, hello. Come on, let's start. Let's end Morning, the winner. Eric. Okay, here we go. Name three horrible movies. Austin Powers, Austin Powers, the sequel, and Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> Out of time. Out of time, but I like what you're going there. <laughs> all right, uh, next. Name three metal bands. Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Metallica. I mean, I mean, if you're asking my mom, Rafe, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you give give the call on that Ooh. one. Metal bands. I mean, I've never heard of anybody calling Nirvana a metal band. Don't call me daughter. 
Don't call jam. me uh, metal. Not fit to. What were the three? Nirvana, Better Pearl Jam. Rosa Parks. <laughs> yeah, you got that wrong. Rosa Parks. That don't mean nothing. I'm going to go no. <laughs> oh, Sorry, no. Eric. Oh, I would have given it to him. Uh, just, I would have. Just to hear another one. No, we're done with this today. Done? Should we go to Pablo? Go to Pablo. Pablo, honey. All right, Pablo. Hey. This is it. The absolute oh, yeah. end. All right. All right. Name I three. Lay down. Okay, All right, thank you. Name three clear drinks. Vodka, water, vodka, water, soda. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? what? Uh, no, that's definitely not clear. Uh, <laughs> Sprite. I got that in there, right? Did he say? He didn't say Sprite. He said the S word, though. He didn't say Sprite until after the buzzer. Uh, come on, Pablo. Disastrous. He said. He said. Here's vodka, an argument I'm going to make in your favor. Water. <laughs> He vodka did say water. soda and soda water. And it was after the buzzer. It was after the buzzer. Well, he said Sprite after the buzzer, but he said soda before the buzzer. Oh. He? he said vodka oh, water, vodka water, soda, Sprite after the buzzer. <laughs> so you now, give technically, club soda, if he's saying club soda, That's is clear. Yeah. So give it to him. I'm going to give it to him. Technicality. Yeah. Way Thank over the line, but okay. You got, it, you got in there on a technicality. Next. Name three famous people named Tom. Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks, Tom Brady. Yeah, okay. Okay. Oh, That's it. Those okay. are the biggest Toms of them all. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Cruise, Hanks, Brady. Yeah, Cruise, Hanks, Brady. Oh, the old Is big. there a bigger Tom? The old trifecta. Petty. Uh, oh, boy. R.I.P. Jones. Tom Jones is not as big as those. Yeah, he's pretty so, big. So he's big, yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> Ask uh, Elvira. Pseudo yeah. Show. Traffic and weather. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back with your sex time fun facts. Something with TH. Tom Holland. Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hanks. Those are the most. Those are the three most famous Toms right now, according to Google. Oh, Google says those are the. TH. 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 All right, sex-time fun facts on the Sex Toy of the Week. Next. What's up, podcasters? Listen up. Riz here for Dobbs Tire and Auto Center. the real deal for real deals since 1976. Let Dobbs' team of 600-plus tire techs and automotive service associates care for your family vehicles. So let the tire and service pros at Dobbs, just in time for spring break driving, let's make sure everything on the family trucks is working all right. Be sure to check out Dobbs' Money Saver March deals at go2dobbs.com. Dobbs, the real deal for real deals since And you're listening to The Riz Show on 105.7 The Point. Happy birthday, Riz. All right, I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll go over this later, but uh, Riz Show Fastlane Pick'em Challenge. I think the bad guys are winning so far, but there's two games left. Yep. We got another two for tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Who plays double. tonight? It's Eagles. The Rams. Uh, Rams and Bengals. Rams, Bengals. Eagles and who, whoever loses that game. Well, both, both teams are 2-0. Oh. <laughs> 
So it's Eagles, Buccaneers, it's Rams, and Bengals. Bengals, Bengals at home, Buccaneers at home. Uh, somebody did not do great on our team. Somebody did not do great. Looking at me. I'm looking at you, Rafe. I didn't do good. Listen, I got the scoreboard over here. Let's see. Uh, no, you did okay, actually. Oh, I haven't looked. This is I usually stay on it, and I was out of town. I will say I had a couple. Thanks a lot, Saints, for blowing a 17-point lead. I turned that game off thinking, like, well, I got, that's a lock. I had the Saints on that. 18 yeah. unanswered points later. <laughs> the one who is not here. Uh, Rafe, you are you are clear, man. You are directly in the middle. You're clear. Nice. Middle, third, of, the, middle of the place. pack. Third Aim place. for the middle. That's, Aim that's for it. The middle. Honestly, that's, that's, that's it. a good spot to be. Yeah, you had a nine correct so far. Rafe has nine. Jeez, okay. crushed it. Doing good. Uh, King Scott. King not, Scott. Ooh, not a good not week. Not a great week. No, it was terrible. Seven. Seven yeah. correct. Seven, Seven out of uh, 14. Yeah, I guess That so. seems like half. <laughs> I think there are 16 games altogether. 16 job, games altogether, uh, 14 played already. Yeah. So you got seven of 14. Not great. Yeah. Sorry about that, guys. He's a glasses half full type guy. Pick it yeah, up. Yeah. Pick you it know. up. You can, you can still get nine. Moon. You can still get nine. Yeah. I have nine. Nine. Okay. Safe. Your champion of this week. Riz. That's yeah. why we're talking about it. We uh-huh. wouldn't be talking about it if you hadn't yeah. won it. He has uh, ten. Ten. And Art, you learn. Who's not who's not feeling well? Uh, can we can we chalk this up to uh, no. I'm sick and I didn't uh, and I've she uh, a couple my people, picks are not great. A couple people in the chat were like, "What is going on? Who did she pick?" She uh, picked the Browns over the Bills. Was it the Browns over the Bills? No, Who did the Bills play somebody that they smashed um, or should have smashed. Shoot, who was uh, who did the Bills play this weekend? Uh, they were giving her all sorts of trouble about that one. That was a strange. That was a strange pick. Weird pick, man. Yeah, but I mean, if okay. she nails it, she hasn't lost every one. Only, but there were. You know what? Though, oh, they man? played the Commanders. I'm sorry. They, commanders, yeah, they beat the Commanders right, yeah. thirty-seven she, she to three. She picked Washington. And here's the deal: they've been playing. She's wrong, but the Commanders got Eric Bieniemy. They've been playing pretty it was well. Their yeah. First loss of the yep. season. And, dude. If I've learned anything in the first three weeks of this Pick'em Challenge, is it any given Sunday is a real thing? Yeah. Arizona beat the pants off of Dallas right. yesterday. Yeah. Nobody, Nobody picked, picked that the, game. Nobody picked the Cardinals. Nobody thought they had a, a snowball's chance in that game. After yeah, the maybe way she Dallas had a gut feeling. Out. I'm not going to crap on her for picking that. And if I she, saw a bunch if of she people. Went, if, she, if that hits on a week. She's a genius. That's yeah. a, That could be the difference between us winning and losing. She took a chance. Yeah, that's right. Changing Rafe. your tone all of a sudden here, man. No, because Ray Brand, I'm al- I'm allowed. <laughs> I'm allowed. Yeah, this morning you were bummed. You were like, "We are losing again. We can't lose this." Well, I'm I'm allowed <laughs> because Ray brings up a great point. Nobody picked the Cardinals to win. Yeah, but nobody mm. picked the Cardinals to win, and nobody picked the I Commanders know. either. She would have been a genius. But if she would have picked the Cardinals <laughs> and that the Commanders. The, and know, if the Commanders yeah. won, it's there were a couple games that I'm like, oh, these are these should be locks. And they're not. They're just not. Listen, like the parity in the NFL is really good. This is a hard, Out of the fourteen hard, games hard played, game Learn only got six correct. So well, she is sitting in the cellar. Listen, I can't defend them all. And by the way, Marsh on their team, who's typically really good, only has one more than Learn does. So it's not like you know she's not letting us down. We're all letting us down. She has six in, right though. In random ways. Six right. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, again, there's two games tonight. 
There's two games tonight, so we could possibly make up some ground. So she could each end team up beating me then. Yeah, each team only has one person in double digits. Jamie Rivers, I don't know what he's doing, how he's cheating, but he has eleven already because that guy is he is killing this game. Yeah. He might be top of the leader. He might be top ten for the whole I'm only like two behind him. Well it seems like he always picks in the whole thing. Yeah. Well he's you didn't win last week. I feel like he's won every week for them. Yeah, he has. I think he's I mean, been their top performer. He is kicking butt, dude. That guy you've been ours. I think you've been at the top of the leaderboard every week. Probably. Uh, right. No, I was last week. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. I don't think you've finished lower than second. And I think you've had double digits every week. So, I'll tell you like, right now. I'll tell you. I've done really right good. Now, I went from there. first. Jamie to Rivers dead has last. 33. Riz has 30. I have 29. Carrie has 29. Stalter, 28. Thompson, 27. King Scott, 27. Rafe, 27. Learn, 26. Marsh, 26. So Learn is tied with Marsh. And Marsh, like, he killed it. it last year, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah. I this, I was... has been a weird, this has been a weird <laughs> season so far. Yeah, last uh, the, the first week, Learn won from our team. The second week, I won from our team. And the third week, Riz Yeah, won. so I'm consistently awesome. <laughs> I don't have to be top awesome guy, but I'm just right there in the mix. I'm in the mix. Yeah, Riz was second in week two, and Riz was second in week one. All right, well, listen. We've got two games to you're, go. You're keeping us in the competition. The rest of us are kind of <laughs> scattered. Tony's like, speak for yourself, losers. I had the Cardinals on an upset all day long. <laughs> yeah, he's got all us. Right, we, okay. we are losers. You, you, yeah, we are losing yeah, right now. So far, There's so we're down by two. Plenty of season left, Thank though. you for emailing us that a completely unprovable thing. I loved it. Uh, also, uh, over the weekend, and we are totally taking credit for this, uh, Taco John's announced they're probably expanding into the St. Louis area. Correct. Uh, there was an article uh, on KSDK's <clears throat> website about... You're welcome, St. Louis. Yeah, you know, they're opening up a whole bunch of new Taco John's locations, including in the St. Louis area by 2024, 2025. So we are taking full responsibility for that. Fighting Johnny's. And, of, of course, they are the naysayers. Of course. Uh, you know, a couple... Couple people on Twitter going, Taco John sucks. Yeah. And even in our own house, even in our own house, mm-hmm. just received word that Courtney, two doors down, was talking, trash talking trash on Taco John's, went on her morning show and said, Taco John's <sighs> is garbage. I texted Tim Convey and I was like, hey, man, I'm getting some scuttlebutt down here that you're talking trash on Taco John's. Don't make me come down there. I saw him in the break room. I almost swung on him. What Luckily, if he we're friends. Too. Luckily, we're friends, and I'm willing to, you know. Well, I'm just saying, when, wow. when Courtney, as Courtney is talking trash on Taco John's, we get an email from Teresa. She says, my husband and I are currently on vacation. We left St. Louis on Friday, the 22nd, heading for Minnesota and then Wisconsin. We heard the news about Taco John's coming to St. Louis while traveling, and on Saturday, found our first Taco John's and stopped for lunch. Thank you, Ray, for your knowledge of this amazing place. We got the potato LA's and a quesadilla and a couple tacos. You are a true hero for turning us on this amazing place. She's right. We can't wait for our St. Louis location to finally be here. And that's from Teresa. Teresa. Nice. God bless. Taco John Connor would be proud to hear that email. <laughs> we may have prevented that future, you know. Forward that along to Courtney. See what she's got to say about that. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, good. <laughs> All right, let's do sex time fun facts. They constantly portray abnormal sexual behavior as being normal. Come on. That's all about sex, baby. They glorify unnatural. 
Rizzuto Show. Sexy time, fun fact. Sponsored by Patricia's, where fun and fantasy meet. Hey, by the way, is uh, is Rennie not coming by? Rennie not from uh, Channel uh, Channel Five? I think so. I believe so. Nine o'clock. Rennie's supposed to be here. What a nice dude. Great guy. He's been on the show before. Um, he's Let's doing he a. Up. He's doing an expose on you. He's doing an expose on. <laughs> Rafe on me, on Rafe Williams. He is doing a full Ronan Farrell. Uh-huh. Yeah, Rennie's coming by. Uh, he's doing a little article about my special coming out Wednesday and my weekend at the Funny Bone and just, you know, joining the Riz Show. Yeah, I love just that the whole, It's been a whirlwind year for old Rafe. Yeah. Got a lot going on. Yeah. So uh, he's such a cool dude, too, man. Like, he's a fun guy, man. Real fun guy, huh? Real, real fun guy. Fun guy. He is a real. He's a truly. He is a. He's a St. Louis treasure. Oh, absolutely. Randy Knott is a St. Louis treasure. Absolutely. And a great dresser. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very nice dresser. Uh, all right, gentlemen, have you been taking care of your lady? Have you been taking care of your lady? Of course. Well, there's a there's a TikToker named uh, who's named is uh, whose name is uh, Mr. Daddy sixty three. Oh. Oh, he probably yeah. Mr. Daddy sixty three. He shared his five things that women should not be doing. Mm-mm. Five things that women should not be doing. This is the stuff that you should be doing for your lady. Oh. So here is Mr. Daddy 63 talking about what the lady should not be doing. In this dating show, we go back to basics. Okay. Oh, that was the naked That's one. The like, naked wow. one, yep. Okay. I'm sorry. It's this one. I don't care. I load the gas good. She will not be pumping no gas. Not today. Two. Take that whip to the car wash. it take all the five minutes now with these new machines they got. And you get the vacuum clean for free. Three. Don't care how modern that car is. Get up under that hood. Uh-huh. Check them fluids. If that car need to go to the shop, don't let your lady take her car to the shop. <laughs> man loves to see a woman coming when they're bringing their car to the shop. And if you ain't got no man, let your brother take it. Four. Try to open the door for that lady and let her get in the car. Number five. A woman should not go a day without knowing that you love her. If you ain't got no one to love you, love yourself. Just go buy a card. But be careful. When you give a woman a card, oh, they turn it over to the back and they're going to see how much you paid for that card. So quit being cheap and then just leave it in the car with a little teddy bear or something. She should always know you love her. I was going to wonder how he was going to get that last one back to the car because he is obsessed with cars. I was like, this man lives in his car. Yeah, even card (laughs) sounds like added a D to car. (laughs) But the car is going to go in the car. Duh. He just sounds very progressive. His wife drives. I think this guy loves cars. (laughs) He loves his lady. (laughs) This man loves his lady. You know what? And I actually, most of those, I think those are great. I like this positive message. I think so too. Yes, all car related. <laughs> and, I, and I will say that anytime I'm driving my wife's car, uh, typically I try to do fill it up with gas, mostly because it never has it I in know, it. I know. Every time I've gotten my wife's car. You don't have to try. It's a necessity. <laughs> yeah, I have to. <laughs> you should wash her car. You should fill her gas tank. You should check the fluids. And when you're together, you should always open the car door for her. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, the overriding theme, according to Mr. Daddy 63, is that your lady should always know you love her each and every day. In the car. In the car. It's very important. Are are there any jobs at your house that are men jobs? Mm. Um. Yeah, I mean, anything. Anything sanitation related. Anything mm-hmm. dirty. Anything in the garage. 
Mm. Yeah, plumbing, trash. Usually the trash can. She does. She does it though. Yeah, uh, I'd say I'd say trash landscaping. But outside, yeah. Yeah, trash outside garage basement. Certainly my stuff. That's yeah. It's your yeah. domain. Well, yeah. You bring the trash out to the curb. Yes. Or on one hundred percent of the time. One hundred percent of the time. Because my wife says that's that's the man's job. Unless it's, <laughs> in, unless it's four a.m. and I'm sitting in the office and I went, oh no. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I send a text and hope that she gets it. Yeah, that's uh, I'm in the same ball game. Like you know, you could bring the trash out too. Nope, that's the man's job. Okay. Okay, I'm not gonna argue. Hmm. All right. Interesting. We're pretty EEO. The only different, I only take the, I I take the trash to the curb because if she does it, it goes. It's halfway. Me halfway. I'll come home and the trash will be on the porch. And I'll be like, why is there tra- two bags of trash on the porch? She's like, oh. I was cleaning and I put them out there and I was going to take them out. And I, well, now they got. Ch- well, I was halfway there and I saw them. something shiny and I forgot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of like, it'll be slumped over on the front porch with raccoon holes in the bottom. But when I take it out, I walk it all the way out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's free exercise. You know? uh, did we really need a. <sighs> New dating term for this. So you've heard of ghosting somebody where you disappear and stop responding to texts. But the Huffington Post uh, just did a big article on something called anti-ghosting. So what is anti-ghosting? Literally just breaking it off with somebody the normal way. Oh, oh I thought no. it was stalking. <laughs> That's what stalking I Stalking is anti-ghosting. Yeah. Oh, it's haunting. So ghosting is just <laughs> disappearing. Anti-ghosting would be, oh, no, I'm here all the time. All the time. <laughs> I'm here all the time. I ain't going anywhere. Around. That's haunting, Clean. I think. Yeah. Rattle some chains. Oh, yeah. When you think I'm not here. You're not getting rid of I'm me. Here. You're not getting rid of me. Ever. I'm the cable guy. I just got a job at your <laughs> workplace. So anti-ghosting is literally just breaking it off with somebody the normal way. Quote, it means having the maturity to be upfront about your feelings as opposed to vanishing in like a ghost-like fashion. Huh. I don't know. What, why did we need a new term? It's I'm, called breaking up. Need a new term for everything, man. Yeah. Here's an example Huffington Post gives. You might text the person and say, hey, thanks for meeting up last night. You seem chill, but we're looking for different things. Or you could say, last night was fun. I just think we have more of a friend vibe. It's called normaling. Wow. Ghosting is so common now, I guess it needs its own term that means the opposite. So is ghosting the standard? So I guess it's shocking whenever... But but, but here's the thing. So, but, but if saying, I got anti-ghosted, if that seems weird to you, Here's an alternate term you might find useful. Ready? Oh, yeah. I got dumped. How about that? Dumped. I got dumped. How do you spell that? There's times that I'm like, I don't know that things are different other than I think that because of the technology and how easy it is to constantly be accessible, accessible, that ghosting is just what it used to be. Like, I've just plenty of times pre-cell phones that I just like went out on a date and never heard from a person again. Or they just like you didn't go out again, like no, there was no conversation. It was just like, hey, we went out, weren't it vibing. didn't work, didn't uh, work out. We went out on a date. I waited a week. They never called. They never That's called. It. Life goes on. That's but now it. it's like you're entitled to these responses. I, I wonder. I don't know. 
I honestly don't know. No, that's, that's right, though. Titled to responses. Wow. That, that's right, though. We, we, we are able Friendship's to... Friendship's different. <laughs> I, I see you trying to position... Oh, I see you trying to position <laughs> this into you being right. <laughs> I am right. For Think not responding this. to a text, and it's not. Think about this. It's it's hard to be off the grid. It's hard. It's hard. Oh, so ridiculous. <laughs> it's hard not to be in contact with everybody. Nice try. What do you mean, Nice try. I can see the gears turning there in your head. There are no gears. Everybody's somehow entitled <laughs> to like interrupt light. my day, and if I don't respond by a certain amount of minutes, I'm a D? Get out of here. You crazy. But I'm right, though, by saying it's hard to not be uh, accessible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's hard. You know, with, with, the, with the cell phones and the, sure. you know, the social medias and stuff yeah. like that. You got to set boundaries, man. You got to set, set boundaries and set rules for yourself. And you got to, like, apply them. Adhere to them. Yeah. And it does, I mean, sometimes, I do wish it was, sometimes that is, like, the simple trick to a healthier life. I do wish it was uh, the case for me where it's hard to not pay attention to your phone and stuff. Because yesterday my wife was texting, calling, all this stuff. And I, didn't, I was helping a buddy paint his house and... And uh, she was worried about me because I hadn't moved from the same location for a long time. And she's like, is he dead? He hasn't called me or anything in a while. He fell off a ladder. Yeah. I wasn't even looking at my phone. <clears throat> Just having a nice time. Thank you God know? you're okay. Well, yeah, my mother I dig a little pain my in my mother-in-law, head. she'll try to call my wife. And if my wife doesn't pick up the phone, she automatically assumes she's dead in a ditch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, I, I mean, I, I'm not only saying that it's not healthy for the people that are constantly feeling like they have to be on call. It's not healthy for us to like think that, oh my God, if I don't get a hold of somebody, something must be wrong or they, they're upset with me or the, you know, I mean, all of that stuff. Let's just pump the brakes, pump the brakes. Uh, when you were uh, in the dating pool, and it's been a long time for me, uh, were there any dating requirements you had? For, like for- your, you like your potential girlfriend needed to do standards. or be were there any were there any requirements it's not even standards were there any requirements hmm yeah so listen some people on the dating scene are looking for somebody attractive others are looking for somebody smart or funny or shares a major interest aren't you looking for all those things and others will only date good spellers i don't know oh yeah i mean that's uh i'll say this they're yeah, not looking for pretty ones this is kind of a rule in general for me if you are of a certain age, and I mean like over 20, and you still say escape with an X in it. You're out. I'm not sure I want to know you because you have continued to see this word, use this word, hear this word, and see that it does not contain an X. Yet you would like to create your own reality and force it upon the rest of the mm. planet and put an X in escape. And it does not exist, and I don't think I can trust you. It's like so spelling no. ridiculous with an E. I'm not going to date somebody that says escape. That's my probably my first rule. Did you have any uh, weird dating requirements? I don't think so. I, don't think I did either. It's pretty open door policy. Yeah, I just didn't want him to be. Uh, you willing? Yeah, that was for me. Like, are you alive? <laughs> are you breathing? <laughs> All right. Yeah, are you alive? I mean, there okay. might have been like characteristics I favored. Yeah, if they had one slightly. Disfigurement, anything that wasn't attractive. I was like, out. You know, I couldn't put up with it. It had to be You were Seinfeld? Yeah. yeah. I didn't really care. I never like was. That's my standard. I didn't really care. I mean, <laughs> yeah. There was no really disqualifier. Well, so, somebody on social media recently started a topic about the weirdest dating requirements you have, and it went viral. So here are some of the highlights. Like, they have to like frogs, at least a little. 
<laughs> they have to snore because snoring is so cute. That's they not- can't have a gym pick or dog because I don't want to get up on a weekend morning with a hangover. I need to do stuff. Okay. Okay. These are weird dating requirements for people. Not having the same name as a close family member, like a mom, dad, or sibling. Uh. Or a kid, I guess, if you're a single parent. They can't eat the last pickle and put the empty jar back in the fridge. <laughs> That's a... How yeah. would you know that before dating someone? You would How would you ever know that? You'd have to be over at their place, and then you see that, and then you just huh. sneak out. Which is not a bad idea. I see there's an empty pickle juice. Um, oh, that's not pickle juice in there. Before we go any further, <laughs> let me paint a scenario for you. You've eaten the last pickle. I'm like, I would just walk away. Yeah. If that was a dating question, I'm out. No flip-flops on dudes. Mm, no, that's not a bad policy. No backward hat-wearing guys or girls. Hmm. Somebody says, my rule is I pay for myself every step of the way until we decide to become a couple. Then we can split the bills or whatever we choose. That's a nice lady. No fishing pics on your profile. I love fishing. (laughs) But if one of your main photos shows you holding a fish, then you're super basic to me. Well, these feel like more like disqualifiers than qualifiers. If you have fun. Super basic? Not in my world. They have to be able to cook even if it's just quick and easy meals. It's okay to be lazy and order takeout, but for every meal, huge red flag. Huh. Uh, no picky eaters. You don't have to be a foodie, but I like to cook. You know what? I can see that. I can see that for, for some people being a big... No, a no. picky eater? Yeah. No, I don't, I don't even mean like a turnoff. I mean like a... Just like a like. Oh, it'd be, I mean, yeah. I was it'd be very boring. the wrong way. Can you imagine? I was I mean, looking for qualifiers. These are disqualifiers. Well, yeah, and yeah. qualifiers. Too. I had some of those. Can you imagine if you're like a really good cook and you love you love doing that, and yeah. you you meet somebody that says I'm a picky eater? You literally just met somebody. Yeah, I only grilled that, cheese and that, chicken nuggets. That intentionally does not like all that you like. Yeah, and they're that also kind of just says I'm not willing to do anything new and and have a fun existence. Well, on this if you're you know if you're a traveler, a homebody's not going to do it for you. Man, you need to have. Yeah, I think picky yeah. eater equals I don't do anything. You know, the weird thing is when you're talking about this, like, you almost feel a little bit uncomfortable talking about this kind of stuff because the pendulum has swung so far in one direction right now that it's kind of weird to talk about turnoffs because people get so offended by it. Oh. Talk, you know, talking about, like, just any of this kind oh, of stuff. Oh, you have ha- to be ha- into everything? Yeah, like, having any sort of personal standards or any of that kind of stuff, it's almost like a bad, that's a bad thing in a weird way. It shouldn't yeah, I be. I think people think mm. it's a bad thing. It's a that, right. That's what I'm saying. They, they like... You know, uh, they'll say it's a bad thing, but that's what I'm saying. Not even mean it. Well, yeah. well, so like if if somebody's interviewed this on the, you know, asked this on the street, I bet you a lot of them are kind of apprehensive about telling the actual truth. Like, hey, I won't date anybody that's over six foot, or I won't date anybody with kids. Um, like, I mean, there's a lot of that stuff. Like, <laughs> okay, God, here's an example. Uh, I won't date a picky eater. But what if they have an eating disorder? What? <laughs> Come yeah. on. Well then, how'd uh, we get there? Good God. Well, we, I, tr- we try this again in a few months when they get help. Not, not, nothing in there about, like, religious differences or uh, that kind of stuff? Not the important all stuff. All right, you can't—oh, well, yeah, the important stuff here. You can't use the phrase, work hard, play hard. Uh-uh, you're out. Because <laughs> <laughs> is- heaven forbid you possibly make a lot of money and really enjoy your weekends. Mm-hmm. I would say, the more I thought about it, if somebody was rude— 
If I, because I went out on a date with a girl where she was very rude to our waiter, I was out. Yeah, and I'm like, man, that's a reflection of how What's you treat inside you, of who you are. Speaking of eating, I have one friend who I've always thought, man, how has anybody ever dated you? Because of the way he chews. It's yeah. so, I, I tell you what, it's, table it's, manners. It's like chewing and smacking, yeah. and Scott knows who I'm talking about. I got a friend like that too. <laughs> I got a friend I watched him eat a sandwich, and I was like, "Who Gross. raised you?" Bro? Yeah, dude. And, and <laughs> every like, time ate, I always thought, he ate like, through the middle, I'm... dude. Like he ate down the side where the sandwich just goes. I'm like, "What are you? Who taught you how to eat?" Every time we'd be together, I was like, <laughs> "I'm good thing I'm not dating you." He oh like, man! The, like if you're holding a regular sandwich, I watched my friend chomp through it like a cartoon. Weird. And, like, the sides of the uh, sandwich on each side was, like, grazing his cheeks. And then he had two handfuls That's of sandwich so on each side. And I go, dude. That's three sandwiches. What is wrong? Who eats a sandwich straight through the middle? What a like nightmare. A, like, he, a, he probably wipes, like a table saw. He probably wipes back to front. Oh, probably. oh man. Also a turnoff. <laughs> All right, these are, these are the things, you know, the weirdest dating requirements uh, that people have. No politics. Now, it's good to care. It's good to have opinions. And it's good to vote. But if your political party is a part of your identity, that's a hard no. No obsession with cryptocurrency. No vanity license plates. Aww. No vanity license yep. plates. Imagine having that rule. And there's always the no cat people crowd, but one person said no horse people. What? I wonder what happened with the vanity plate guy. Like, who did he know growing up that was like, oh... Vanity plates, associating it with this guy's personality or this gal's personality, and that's know. a turn well, off it's forever. That he dated a girl whose dad had was a type A, but he owned a business, and so everything was named after their family. Like, all the cars were like, you know, Todd 1, Todd 2, Todd 3, yeah, so all the kids had him. He's like, look at us. We're I mean, the powerhouse family. What, yeah. was your, what was your vanity plate when you were a kid? <laughs> Rave 23. Rave 23. Yeah. Yeah. Big bull. I don't fan. think there were 22 before it, but my mom... She iced me on that one. The old nice Rafe 23, the rolling turd, baby. That was mine. Rafe 23, Rafe Michael Jordan. Yeah. You would have been right out in this dating scenario. Mm -hmm. Sorry, man. Vanity so again, plates, bye. So this, this last one was, you know, no horse people. And uh, they're right. It's always very important to them. And I'm too scared of horses to be supportive. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of a couple people recently. This some celebrity say, came out and said he was afraid of horses. Yes. Because he'd never been a scene. Was it Samuel? It's been so long. No, it's Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg said he never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would Dogg not do a scene with a horse. He's like, I refuse. I kind of get turned off if something, if somebody has a, a singular thing as their identity. Do you know what I mean? Like if someone, I don't care if someone smokes weed or is a likes weed or likes CBD. But if, if it's, it's weed their whole. 24-7. Yeah, if it's like their whole personality, then I'm kind of like, that's a. Turn off to me. That's with everything, though. That's not just that. Like, well, it could be politics too. Yeah. If anything, if you wear any one single lens, like viewing something through a single lens on your sleeve, it's so dull and boring to me. Yeah. If I can predict with ninety percent accuracy what our first conversation is going to be about, or if it always comes back to the same thing, then you're going to be boring. I'm isn't just it? like yeah. that's a, even if it's something I'm not opposed to or you know diametrically against. It's like it's just dull. Yeah. Uh, anybody here uh, totally nerd out on, like, unboxing videos? You know, sometimes, I remember when those first hit, remember there was, like, the toys? And those, yeah, like, yeah. that gal's hands that were opening, like, little toy things, and mm -hmm. she became so popular on YouTube, and I was, it was just like, this is a dumb phenomenon that I can't get, that I can't understand. Hey, listen, if so... I, I kind of get it. You know what, you, you know what, like, turned the table for me? My son was into those Pokemon things, and he found this one channel, this dude, that was just excited, and he would buy different dollar amounts of Pokemon cards, 
and had the chances of getting a valuable card in there as he would open it. Well, and for some reason, the way that he did it was very exciting. This is not yeah, really about unboxing. It's it's more about the nerdy, kind of cringy videos that maybe you enjoy. If so, sharing that embarrassing fact might be the key to scoring a hot date online, guys, Ooh, because a new yeah. survey from Plenty of Fish says that the biggest trend in dating is embracing your cringe, at least for Gen Z and millennials. <laughs> So here's the deal. 47% of singles, 45 and younger, admit that they're more cringe than cool. And they're not trying to hide it. 74% of young singles say that they're more likely to message somebody on a dating app who appears to be as nerdy or cringy as they are. And about 67% say it's attractive when dates share the things they nerd out on. And the de definition of cringe is subjective. But the idea is that they're authentic and aren't afraid of sharing what they're passionate about, even if it's not cool, like a niche sport, uh, like a quirky hobby, a unique fandom. That's weird that honesty gets people more attracted to you. Or just being basic. Not every cringe behavior is good, though. Some of the things that are cringe in a bad way are going on and on about the good old days, talking about accomplishments or achievements from a long time ago, and fooling around on your phone too much. Those are bad kind of cringy things. Oh man. I was going to boast about that A-plus grant I got in high school. <laughs> so so it's a turnoff if somebody's defined by something, yet we're embracing our cringe so much that if you're like a super fan of, let's say... Star Wars. Star Wars or Harry Potter or something, then you go all in. I think it's more of the not trying to hide it. I think it's like, hey, here I am. Well, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm being honest. That. I'm all about yeah, that, man. Well, it's... That's People honesty, wasting. right? You're saying, hey, this is what I'm into, and hopefully you are too, so that way we can have yeah. fun. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, this like, is the, this oh, is that's the time. What it's supposed this to is be. like the first time in, in the history of mankind that you can literally find your tribe. Not trying to hide of, it. And showing up for a first date with a lightsaber is two different things. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you know what I mean? Depends yeah. on where you met, I guess. That's, that's two different types of ideas. Are you wearing a cape? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I hey. am. Why wouldn't I? Superman's my cringe. What can I say? <laughs> I'm like, okay. Well, it's cool. would it be a bit cringe if you showed up on the first date with this? Open wide and get ready for the Rizzuto Show Sex Toy Review. Don't want to hide your cringe? You want to meet the one? Show up on your first date with the love bots. Bucking saddle, 10 times thrusting, and vibrating saddle sex machine. All right. $895 with five stars Jeez. and 119 Seriously? reviews. Beautiful. Not a bad deal. <laughs> Marked down from 1200 Well constructed. Saddle up, cowpokes. This bronc is ready for way more than eight seconds. Bring home your very own wild bucking cowgirl or cowboy to ride with the bucking saddle. This thrusting, vibrating sex machine is built especially for those who love a hard ride. You'll be moaning out loud as you try to reach, try out each of the four plush premium silicone attachments. The realistic-looking dildo, the rib for your pleasure, the round tip, and the non-penetrating stimulator that you can grind on. And if that isn't enough, it includes a Vaculock adapter so you can attach your own favorite toys oh. to the machine. Sit down and ride the saddle as the 10 different thrusting speeds go on and on. And to that, the powerful rumbling vibrations of the machine that offer three speeds and seven patterns to choose from. You control the speed and thrusting, or you can hand the battery-operated remote to your partner, and they can control it from up to 32 feet away. Wow. 
32 feet away. That's right. That's almost uh, that's almost 35. major league uh, pitcher's mound. Yeah. This machine is surprisingly lightweight and portable, weighing only 15 pounds. Super lightweight, but okay. It has handle straps on either side that make it easy to pick up, carry, and move to wherever you need it or want it to be. You know what? It looks like a doctor's bag. It does a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the <laughs> well, old classic. Uh, old school kind yeah. Well, yeah. Dr. Feelgood. <laughs> Ride this sex machine into orgasmic oblivion and then tuck it away in a closet for discreet storage. After use, wash the premium silicon attachments with warm water and mild soap after detaching them from the machine, then spray them and the machine with toy cleaner before wiping them dry. And only use water-based lubricants. Very important. Very important. You can store that in your tack room, right? Mm -hmm. Pull out your boom-boom machine and plug it into the wall. Turn on the remote and pair it with the machine so you can easily control the settings while riding. Grab your water-based lube and set it aside so it's within reach as you choose your first toy to ride. As you start off, warm up with the vibrations of non-penetrating pad. Enjoy grinding and writhing, letting the vibrations begin to warm you, King Scott, up yeah. and get your body open and craving more. Heck yeah. The vibrations rumble through your body and on the strongest mode, you can feel it rumbling through and inside you. You switch to a toy, then add some lube and let it do its thing. <laughs> yes. Touching yourself with fingers and toys or whatever till you reach the climax of your pleasure and gasp, slowing the intense sensations and vibrations. Showing off your partner by handing them the remote control and letting them pleasure themselves and control your ride. Take it to a party. See how many people. <laughs> That's my favorite part. Take it to a party. Ballpark Village. I brought the pizza. Yeah. Did you bring that thing? Yeah, I got a two-liter Mountain Dew. I brought the sex machine. Woo! Take it to a party and see how many people can enjoy watching you or joining you. This portable, powerful machine will be the life of the party and your new favorite. At home toy. Okay. Very thorough description. Mm -hmm. Now I just got a couple reviews because the description was so long. Review number one. All over pleasure. Wow. I'm not sure what I love more, the vibes or the thrusting. The curved attachment hits me in just the right spot, and I climax every time. And I can easily hide this in my closet so no one knows my little secret best purchase ever, Cynthia. Five stars. Right, five stars. Very nice. And this is my favorite one I found. Works wonderfully. Got this for our place. We host sex parties, and there's nothing quite like one of these machines to spice things up. Everyone loves it. It's a real crowd pleaser. Even Charlene, Rick's wife, likes it, and she complains about everything. Robert, five stars. There you go. That's awesome. Even Charlene, Rick's wife, oh, loves it. Man. Well, that's the bucking saddle, 10 times thrusting and vibrating saddle sex machine. Eight ninety five five mm. stars. What is he? The Rizzuto Show. I also love that there's giant sex parties that still has some, like the one person who's got like a spouse that everybody hates. Yeah. That's great. Even Rick's wife, who hates everything. Uh, Rick's wife. Is uh, Rennie here? Don't know. Oh. All right. Well, uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, maybe Rennie Knott's in the studio. we got uh, sports next. Mark 
Norman coming at you, fatties. You're listening to the Rizzuto Show. Happy birthday, Riz, you big fat douche. Yep, that's that's the long and short of it. Uh, welcome back to the Riz Show. Uh, joining us in studio, broadcasting legend. Legend. And I never, Renny, I never throw that word around. Did you say legend or legend? Legend. L E, is there a D in there? L E G E N D, Mr. Renny Nod from Channel 5. Hey, what's, up? what's up? What's up? Good to see you, man. Uh, good to be out. You know what's crazy about this is that uh, this is kind of late in the day. For yeah. you. For me. Yeah. For you. Yeah, like, what time? Nine? Oh, I could do that. Like, I could ah. sleep in. I didn't work today. So. Oh, you didn't work today? Yeah, I took the day oh, off. Good for you. Um, I didn't know I had the day off until someone told me on Friday. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, it's not a it's not a permanent. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, take the next week and uh, no, yeah, the rest, no, of, no. Enjoy. the rest of the year off. Yeah, Enjoy. No, it's it's uh, always a pleasure to have a day, you know, surprisingly, just to go do something out of the ordinary. Well, yeah. So tell me about, you know, you kind of operate on the same schedule as, as us here doing morning oh. shows. Yeah. I think you actually get up a little earlier. Uh, slightly. Well, what, what time are you at the TV studio? All right, so I, I get to work at 1. Woo! I wake up at about 11.50, oh, midnight. Oh, yeah. Holy smokes. Man. Yeah. You win. Yeah. You win. Well, nice. You know what? Because everything's a competition. So, <laughs> right. But when you're, so I'm 59, and when you're older like that, it works better in your favor because, you you know, you're not a late night guy. I'm not going out like some of the, the kids are, hanging yeah. out and all that stuff. So not missing the nightlife. Mm -hmm. Been married for 36 years, so the schedule's always been a little off. Yeah. So my wife's like, whatever. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. The yeah. only thing that gets whirled up are the dogs. So the hounds want yeah. me home to take their walks and all yeah. that. Yeah. How long have you been doing mornings for? Seven years. Seven years. Yeah, going back to 16. So it's funny, my first morning on the air was the day after the presidential election in 2016. Ha. Huh. Yeah. Welcome to Slow TV News. Day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Easy day. There was some stuff to talk about that morning. Uh, I do want to say congratulations. Your daughter got married over yeah, the summer. Thank you. Thank you. Um, how does one come and uh, court Rennie's daughter? Uh, huh. how, what's, how does one meet the father of the bride? Uh, that's what I want to know. So her so they, now son-in-law. Well, they've been together for a while. So they've okay. been together for since she was, I think, a sophomore in college. So, like, eight years, so we're around there. And then they bought a house together in Columbia about four years ago. Okay. So this was, like, just planning, getting to this point. Um, his name is Parker Day. Really cool dude. Um, he is with Clip Car Wash. Okay. And so he's sort of, like, up in the corporation in a way. But he's only 29. They're, she's 28. So they're about the same age. Right. And um, it's been good. It's been good. I just wouldn't want to awesome. be, you know... What was the first meeting like? Yeah, no, I'm not yeah. saying you're not saying you're intimidate you're an intimidating guy, but yeah. uh, it was how'd that go? Guys, when do we? I want to say it was it was within the first year that they were together because you mm -hmm. know she's in Columbia, yeah, going to school, and then she you know works up there too, and so they met up there. She she he was the manager at the car watch, and she was one of the, the cashiers. And so when we finally met, they'd been together for a while, and you know it was quiet. You know, just kind of sizing people up mm -hmm. and everything else. But mm -hmm. you didn't show up with a news crew, cameras, no. <laughs> <laughs> breaking news. You paid for it. Like that's not me. No, it's the other guy. No, it was funny because when we met the in-laws and everything else, and uh, we're getting ready for the wedding, my daughter goes, "You know, your life is so much different from Arabella's life there." Yeah. 
you know, the places you've gone and people you've met, the responsibilities you have. And you never think about that. You just think about it as it's just a regular job. Yeah. And then you start having conversations and I go, oh, yeah, I was talking to this person. And, you know, people sort of stop and just sort of stare and listen like you've been there. You met you met this person and you have that person's phone number. I went, yeah, but to me, that's sort of normal. Yeah, it's your job. It was kind of normal. Yeah. Uh, how did your kids grow up? Were they were they you know using that? My dad's on the <laughs> my dad's on the news to an advantage. No, surprisingly, uh. they did not want that to be their legacy, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I show up at things and people kind of do the double take or whatever, and then they eventually realize, oh, that's the guy. Especially when my son played football uh, at Parkway Central. So yeah. you'd be sitting in the stands on a Friday night, and you could feel people sort of looking over that way and. My wife was very loud and obnoxious at football games. Mm. I was sort of quiet, like, I'm going to sit way over there so people don't put the <laughs> <of us> together. <laughs> yeah. That's all I need the next day to go to work. And, yeah, I heard your wife caused quite the ruckus. So <laughs> I, I avoided all of that. But they've always great. Um, early on, I took my son, because I did sports, took my son to a lot of the, the games in Washington, D.C., football and basketball. I got to meet Michael Jordan and things like this. You know, my daughter got to meet Mia Hamm early on in, in, uh, in her years. And then... You know, you're there for their games and stuff like that. But, you know, just kind of treated like a normal dad. Yeah. Uh, I would take him to some events. Like, they ended up really getting to know Albert Pujols early when we first mm-hmm. came here because I would do events for him. And then I took my daughter to one of the uh, Cardinals games early, and with our passes, we were able to get down on the field. And so she met some of the players that way. And my son, I took him to the, I think it was the 2001 NBA All-Star game in Washington, D.C. But we got there before like the slam dunk competition and all that. Yeah. It was the day that they recognized the 75 greatest players. So oh, we I remember that. That's early right. And they're all on the court. And I'm like, okay, do you know who that is? Good to see who that is. And yeah. So those, those things like that were cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool. That was, I earned cool dad. Yeah, and you know, yeah, cool to share yeah. those experiences yeah. uh, with your kids. Uh, you know, I was telling, you know, earlier in the show, like uh, my daughter's a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. We're up at Parkway North. Over the weekend, it was, man, some of those football games get rowdy. I know. I know. And the hard part about that is, I think for the players, it's an embarrassing thing when, because they can recognize the voice. Oh, yeah. So when they hear moms screaming some obnoxious thing or whatever, I think they get a little, "Eh, you know, come on, you know, be quiet. Mm -hmm. And my wife, you know, she isn't listening because she had to go somewhere this morning. Um She was at we'll a Legion, to American yeah. Legion game at Parkway North. Uh, he, my son played for Burton, uh, and I, I don't know the actual name of the team. And they were playing the team, and the other team, mothers were being a little obnoxious. So then my wife decides to be obnoxious. And then they actually called the police. Oh, I love that. And I didn't oh, get into it, it, but the police came in like, you two stay hey, over there and stay gosh. over there like, great. Well, you had the scoop on that one, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> well, there were, and I'm talking, I'm, now, my daughter cheerleads for like set, like the seventh grade team. Yeah. yeah. And there were parents yelling, get his ass. Oh, yeah. Damn, dude, you guys are up 26 to nothing. And the kids are 11. And yeah. the kids are 11, 11, 12 years old. And it doesn't end there. So my wife, big, big football person. Yeah. Uh, huge. So on the weekends, we have three TVs set up on on Saturdays and Sundays. And the big TV, she puts her, she's an Oregon Ducks fan. So she puts Oregon Ducks on there. Whew. And then she's also a Chargers fan, right? Yeah. So yesterday, when the coach goes for it on fourth down, she is living. She gets on social media. She's dropping bombs, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then they win the game. And I said, 
it's a good thing they won because my wife is about ready to fly out to San Diego with mm. some butt. Yeah. <laughs> well, how about Oregon taking care of uh, Colorado? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not a surprise. Not a surprise. Um, you got to remember something. When you think about prime time and all that, he's taken over a team that had one win last year. Yeah. Going up against a team that was favorite, not favorite, but in the running for national championships almost on a yearly basis. Sure. So you knew something was going to happen, and it wasn't going to be in their favor. I just think that right now it's sort of fun that there's that attention being put on college football. It's a little much because now instead of people embracing the possibilities of what this could be, they are getting tired of hearing about it. And so suddenly the fan bases are like, who else is playing football? Yeah. This, you know, they're not that great. Give it a break and everything else. But it's putting eyes on the sport, though. I mean, for mm -hmm. me... Uh, I I love that whole cheese ball thing. I love the sunglasses on the sideline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah, yeah, I love it's, it. It's the wrestler stuff, and yeah. it's fun. And he's always been great at that. He's mm -hmm. best bit. So when I worked in D.C., he played one year with the Washington team. Mm -hmm. He was the go-to guy for post-game interviews. Oh, okay. He was the all he had to do is stick a microphone in there and come back two minutes later. Oh, yeah. you got like eight thousand incredible sound bites. <laughs> he always had that swagger. He always had something about him, but he always backed it up. It's like yeah. Muhammad Ali. It ain't bragging when you can prove it. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, they were yelling at Oregon, what, overrated? The mm -hmm. students were yelling <laughs> overrated, and you could hear it. Oh, yeah. But at least it wasn't foul. Yeah. You know, and, and that happens, too. But And they had it coming. I mean, They had it coming. And obviously, the, their coach got them riled up, said some, some great things that, you know, we're not here for clicks. We're here for wins or something along those lines. And yeah. yeah. I thought, okay, here we go. And rivalries are now going to be born out of these things. The crazy thing about it is everybody is talking about the Pac-12, which after this year isn't going to really exist mm, yeah. because everybody's leaving the conference. But at least they're going out on a bang. Yeah. And Mizzou's, was, Mizzou's looking good. Yeah. Yeah. I was in Denver this weekend for the shellacking. For the because the, the hype. I got yeah. there on Wednesday and the yeah. hype around the Oregon oh, it's Colorado game. Was, yeah. That city was buzzing. <laughs> Saturday when I went to do my late show Saturday. No one said a. It was yeah. Weird. We don't speak of that. Huh? Nobody. Yeah, don't bring it up. <laughs> I didn't see a shirt. I didn't see a hat. That whole city had on Colorado mm. stuff. Yeah. And then Saturday night, I didn't hear a peep. It was like, yeah, I was like, hey, this is a comedy show. I ain't even bringing it up. I'm yeah. not gonna be the out of town guy that brings it up. And it, it was, didn't get any better on Sunday either. No, 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 I did not. Oh, Miami yeah, yeah, 70 points. Are you yeah, kidding me? Oh, dude, they're already so mad. Everybody. In, <laughs> so I have a lot of comedian friends in Denver, and they're mm -hmm. like, when Russell came to town. Mm -hmm. They were like, Ru yeah. they set up shop. Russell Wilson. Russell yeah. Wilson, and they were like, man, he better be good because he's already opened a high-end clothing boutique that no one can afford to shop at, mm -hmm. and he kind of took over. He's on every billboard, and he hasn't played a snap, and then last Eesh. year was such a huge letdown. And Yikes. I think they man, thought Sean Payton was going to be able to turn it around. And yeah. It's not really – it seems like the defense is maybe more to blame this year. But <laughs> yeah. Yesterday's game was like watching <laughs> – the seventh graders play. Yeah. <laughs> and you're yeah. going, do these kids even know how to play football? Some guys are so wide open that you ended up, we stopped watching the game because it was such a blowout. Yeah. Then we had to go back to go, how far can this go? <laughs> and, they, and they kept scoring and scoring. They put the other quarterback in. He kept scoring. It's like, wow, the clock is not their friend right now. <laughs> yeah. This game needs to end and end right now. So. Uh, on, on another on another tip, oh, just off the sports thing, mm -hmm. I do want to bring up this uh, the sex offender guy that got, out of the hospital, mm -hmm. and KSDK was KSDK pretty much had had more details yeah. than anybody else yeah. on the story. So it's Thursday morning, 
And I was just, you know, since Rafe was out of town, I was kind of going over uh, the details of the case with him. The fact that the guard, one guard fell asleep. Uh, the other guard was in the bathroom. The guy stole the Slipped keys. Slipped on a banana peel. It happens. And KSDK had a pretty good breakdown of what the 16 hours where he was out yeah. was like. Well, it's just the idea that that happens. Okay, a guy's ser- serving a seven, uh, sorry, a 30-year sentence. You have photos of him actually leaving the hospital. As yeah. Was. While he's out, he's taking selfies with people. That's the one question. Yeah. Who is this woman that he took a selfie with? I have no idea. I mean, like, hey, you, come here. Let's take a selfie. I don't know. And then the guy <laughs> ends up traveling like 10 miles and yeah. then comes back three miles. And it wasn't like he was trying to get away because in the amount of time that there was, he could have been long gone. They said mm-hmm. he was hiding. In the, so so he escaped at 4, 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. They said he may have been hiding in the sewers for three or four hours until he emerged and went to the Phillips 66 across the street and hitched a ride down to yeah. South City. Mm-hmm. Well, Popped out of a sewer and got in a stranger's car. Yeah. Wild. And they think that lady may be his rep because he got a degree from University of Phoenix while he's out on the run. So <laughs> yeah, because he's rep an hour. He, he ate a hot dog at a, mm-hmm. at a voter. At a voter registration yeah. event in Tower Grove. Yeah. Ate a hot dog. Yeah. He just had a good so day. So this is called, I'm going to blend in. I'm going to blend in and just kind of go with the flow. And the thing is, is, when you look at his description, white male, five foot seven, I think it was like 165, 155, mm-hmm. somewhere in there, balding with a beard. And I went, well, there's a lot of guys going to Could be stopped. any of us. Yeah. I mean, you look up and down any street in America, yeah. it's like, well, that could be him. Yes, That's 38% that of Missouri. Couldn't be yeah. the guy munching on a hot dog at Tower Grove. <laughs> no. The registration event, no way. No. Wearing, the, de- and wearing the DLC jacket. So we stole the jacket from one of the guards <laughs> and still had slippers on. Yeah. I mean, it's a wild story. Was it orange slippers at that? It wasn't like just slippers. Yeah, there were orange, orange slippers. slippers. Yeah, They're going to stand out. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, he lost those somewhere along the way and had regular shoes on. I don't know. The story is crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of people are going to come under uh, scrutiny for that because, obviously, your protocol has got to be better than that. Mm-hmm. Your protocol in the hospital has got to be better than that. I mean, how can a guy just walk through all of that? Because you know there's a prisoner in there. They brought the guy in. So how does the lobby end up allowing this guy just to walk right on out and just keep right on going? Someone broke protocol to allow, you know, obviously, one guy being asleep, one guy being in the restroom. That's the first one. But then where was the coat? And then he took, was he even handcuffed? Or did he get the keys, unlock himself? I mean, there's so many things. It's almost like, what is it, the fugitive with uh, Well, That's what we, we, yeah, we played that clip. It's, It's... yeah, was Rafe was like, it's almost, it. it's almost like the, you know, taking the broomstick and getting the keys off the guy's <laughs> yeah, belt. Like an old cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> and just let him slide down and unlocking the cage. And there are so many questions to this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And apparently the guards have been both have been relieved of their duty. I don't yeah. think maybe maybe guarding prisoners is not for yeah. Oh, yeah. these well, two particular gentlemen. Yeah. We're having a problem with that, not just there. We're having a problem with that. The city jail, you think about all the, the rioting and the, and the things that are coming out of there that have taken place. And I don't know if it's a matter of we don't have enough people working these places, if overcrowding is an issue, if undertraining is an issue. Mm-hmm. But there's the, a lot of them. As yeah. far as issues go. And you got to start, I mean, and it probably starts with a discussion about risk versus reward. Like mm-hmm. if somebody's going to be putting themselves in the line of fire or in a dangerous position for, what, 32 grand a year yeah. or something? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, I mean, that's a discussion that has to be figured out 
And from, I think also the, the, the general public has got to get somewhat alarmed about it, too, because, you know, the people who get alarmed have loved ones that are locked up or the ones that are locked up or the ones that are alarmed. The outside world doesn't really seem to be all that concerned, like, well, they're prisoners. That's what what happens when you're in prison or that's what happens when you're locked up. What you don't realize is a lot of people are locked up for minor crimes, can't get out because they can't afford bail. Mm. So now I'm in there with a guy that committed murder or a guy that did this, did it. And all I did was have X amount of whatever on my body, and now I'm locked up, and I don't have the money to get out. And I'm just waiting for my court date. Hmm. So if I go in on a Friday, and courts not open again until Monday, well, I'm in there for at least a weekend. Yeah. <sighs> so, you know, ima imagine being that person who, in many ways, you kind of lose your rights, so to speak, for a weekend, because now you're locked up and nothing you can do but wait. Um, and then you're at the disposal of whatever climate you walk into at that time. I'm also imagining what it's like yeah. to be to that guard when he woke up. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Okay. Scramble. Ah. <laughs> oh. What a cool dream. <laughs> like, well, imagine being the other guy. The other guy that's just like, he's just on the toilet, scrolling yeah. through Zillow, <laughs> minding his own business, <laughs> playing some Candy Crush. And he's Crying like, all right, I'm going to go see you. I'm all right, I'm going to go relieve Chuck. Yeah. Oops, Chuck! <laughs> Chuck's just snoozing, <laughs> and the bed's empty, mm. and like a window's open. There's like a mm. curtain blowing in the breeze. Mm. That guy's just like, hey, where's man. my jacket? Mm. Oh man, what a disaster! But yeah, that, it, it, this story keeps unfolding like an onion. There's other, there's more <laughs> layers that keep coming, and, I, and it's just it's fascinating. Yeah, just the, it's more the incompetence. It sounds of like a how Jim, a guard could fall asleep. It sounds like a Jim Carrey movie from 1992. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh yeah. How about just the fact that some woman in the was a Schnooks parking lot, Deerberg parking lot, just happened to see the guy and go, oh, that's the guy, and goes, please, the chances of it just, yeah, that's him. And yeah. then they they get there in time to catch him. Yeah, they had over yeah, 100 they had 100 law enforcement officers looking and multiple agencies looking for him and it was one lady went, "Oh, that's the guy. Yeah. That's the guy." I mean, imagine looking out of this window right now and seeing a guy just walking across the parking lot. You probably wouldn't know it's him if not for the slip. <laughs> or something. Yeah. There, there's a great description that they gave that put everybody on alert. I mean, they had the guy to a T as far as what he looks like and what he was wearing. You know, Moon brought up a great point. Why did they not send an alert out to everybody's phones? Yeah, and, was, mm. and somebody as actually— soon as, as soon as he was gone, because remember, the guy at the Phillips 66 gave a random— A random guy a ride. Guy a ride right. who happened to be right. an escaped prisoner. Yeah. Somebody— They put the word out on social media. I know that. I saw that, but I mean, a lot of people are working, yeah. so if they're not watching the news or they're not on Twitter True. or something like that, like, how are they supposed I to know? And, and that's a particular, like, direct danger that's very minute-to-minute oh, minute in, in the areas. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, so the school got the the, 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 the heads up, but not nobody else. So my, my question would be, is there an alert for that? We know we have an amber alert. We know we have a silver alert. I don't know of an alert for an escaped convict. The orange yeah. alert. I don't know. And that's why I said, yeah, I said something. And by the way, somebody destroyed me on Twitter and said, uh, I mentioned if there's an amber alert, Moon said, well, I don't know what color it should be. Does Moon not know that amber alert is not a color and it's the name of a girl? Okay. Mm -hmm. I, for I forgot that. I did not know that. And I do know that the silver alert, that's when like an elderly person mm -hmm. is, is out. Um, so yeah, I thought, I thought it was code colored. Sorry, Scott. Um, <laughs> but you. yeah, I mean, there should be something like an orange alert or something that's very specific. I mean, you can... Yeah. Red you alert, can, even. Yeah, you can yeah. talk about it. Yeah. A serious criminal that they Red say, alert is serious. Put, if I see a red alert, yeah. it's serious. Yeah. But he put, yeah. he put, they said while he was out, the public was in danger. Yeah. And you geofence it to the St. Louis area and you, it, it says, 
so-and-so, here's the description, here's when they left the jail. Do not give this man a ride. Jail. Yeah, do, yeah. Not, do not give any strangers rides. Report if you see this type of person. Yeah. Uh, Scott on the instant feedback says, the male CEO, Mr. Sleepy, and the female CEO, Mrs. Tinkle, resigned before they had the opportunity to be fired. Oh. Well, they were going to get fired. Yeah, they were going to get yeah. fired. Yeah. Uh, that's Randy Knott. He's going to interview, uh, you know, Rafe. Because Rafe's got a big uh, big weekend coming up. and a Yeah, big, big week for me out. this week. Yeah, comedy special comes out Wednesday okay. on YouTube. And then I'm at the Funny Bone all weekend. So get tickets to that. And I'm doing a different hour. Over the, you can watch the special on Wednesday. I'm doing a totally different hour. You can get two hours of fresh comedy mm. from me this week. And of course. If you are so inclined. That's of, a bargain. Of course, watch Rennie on Channel 5. Thank you. As always, you're a breath of fresh air when you walk in the door. All right, we got to take a break. We'll come back and we'll uh, we'll finish up with some sports. Hey, this is Kevin Nealon, and you are listening to the Rizzuto Show. Happy birthday, Riz! All right, we got a couple minutes left. Let's do some sports. The Rizzuto Show Sports. All right, Mooners, what do you got? Sports presented by DraftKings at Casino Queen. Think you know football? Bet on it at DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportbook. Some of us know football, and some of us do not. You want to go straight into that? I mean, I don't know whatever you want to start this out. It's not looking good for them. I know football backwards and forward. Uh, okay, 49ers, Lions, Browns, Packers, Dolphins, Bills, Seahawks, Chiefs, and Steelers picked up the wins. We are currently down by two against uh, the uh, the old fast lane. Uh, Riz leads the team because okay. he's the best in the world, That's the universe. Right, he's, yes. he's got ten. I've got nine. Rafe's got nine. King's got seven. Learn has six. Rivers is just killing everybody. He's got okay, nine. let's not panic, guys. We got there's two games today. Yes. Uh, there's a chance we could make up some ground. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to math this out now, so. I'm going to look at it when we get off the air. I'm going to try to math. I'm going to see if we can math our way out of this. Well, Let us know. Learn. Dear, dear, learn. Oh, dear, learn. That's uh, right. Out of the 14 games played, she only picked six correct. She's going to get both of these, yeah. and she's going to That's right. And then jump. she's going to become the MVP. She, she, she might jump one of us. If yeah. she gets both, will she not be last? If she gets both, so mathematically, and can he, she still and he gets yeah, nothing. Yes, I can get mine she wrong. Can she get hers right. But that's or not you, what you we want. You guys have diametric opposites. That's not what we want. Uh, we'll math this out. Yeah. Uh, the XFL we'll has announced out. the St. Louis BattleHawks quarterback AJ McCarron has signed a contract with the Cincinnati Bengals wow. of the NFL. Hey, and good for him, man. He was yeah. the best. He was the best last year. Yeah, he was. He was great. So congratulations to him. St. Louis City SC rallied from a goal down to record a two-one win on the road against Minnesota United FC. That is huge. It's a big win. Uh, now 16, 10, and five. They will welcome Sporting KC to City Park for the second time and play one another for the third and final time of the regular season on Saturday. The when Cardinals. does the regular season end? Uh, shortly, we got a couple. We got a couple more. And how does the playoff season. system work? Well, I don't have the minutes for that, but we'll we'll get into that. Okay. And we're actually going to break that down in the next couple episodes of Soccer One Hundred and One. Was well, it like single elimination? Is it, do they do a series? I, I'm... Um, it gets to single elimination. I'll I'll, okay. I'll, uh, I'll break it down. I want to talk about the Cardinals getting smoked, twelve to two man, Sunday the afternoon. Turn around in the final regular season game <laughs> of the year at Petco Park. Uh, even with a score of twelve to two, one STL Today writer wrote that it was not as close as the score implied. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was bad. That's awesome. Uh, following a three-two win over Arizona and St. Louis, the Blues lost five to one in Wichita to the Coyotes on Saturday night. Uh, Torupchenko uh, scored the goal for the Blues, who were outshot fifty-one to twenty-one. Blues head coach Craig uh, Barubi coached the game at Enterprise Center, but did not travel to Kansas. But his staff reviewed the game. Deion Sanders and his Colorado team got their butt kicked. Uh, their butts kicked on Saturday by the mighty Oregon Ducks, 42-6. After the game, Deion Sanders Jr. had this to say on social media. He said, we got our ass whooped. Good stuff, Oregon. 
We'll never let a loss make us forget who we are. We've still gone. We're still going to turn up, and we're still going to do it our way. Rejoice and take advantage of us while we are in this position. I expect nothing less. Just remember, we're going to get up. The eldest son of Coach Sanders wrote, Hey, I'm Moon, and that's your sports because doing the bull dance, feeling the flow, All working right. it, working it. One final break. We'll come back and wrap up. The Rizzuto Show. That is it for us. Donnie Fandango is next. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. If you missed anything on the program today, today's Pappy's Recappy. Brought to you by Pappy's Smokehouse, celebrating 15 years locally owned, world-famous two locations, including Highway 70 and Mid Rivers Mall Drive in St. Peter's. If you missed it, we had Rennie Knott on the show. We love, yeah, Rennie, love Rennie, friend of the show. Uh, we played three and five. We caught up on crap on celebrities and all the sports news that happened over the weekend, which was a lot, including some Taylor Swift drama. Uh, or excitement, depending on how you'd like to see it mm -hmm. and like to anticipate the future. Check out everything out that we covered on the show today, the blog and the podcast, 1057thepoint.com slash Riz, including sexy time, fun facts, mm -hmm. sex toy review, all of that. The podcast title for today is A Day in the Life Movie. We also caught up on the the chronological order of the, what was it, 16 hours or something? 16 that, hours, that, that, that uh, escape guy. Yeah, that the inmate, the escaped inmate was um, running around town eating hot dogs and Registering to vote. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the the things, vote. And applying for jobs. Yeah, yeah. check out the Locking update the there. If, if, you didn't, citizen. if you didn't check out the details, we talked about it in the opening today. And, of course, all the details are up on the blog in the Riz News section. All right. Thank you, Moon. Uh, Rafe, you got a lot to plug this week. Go ahead. Oh, boy. Here we go. Let's see if I can get it all in one breath. I have a special coming out at 7 p.m. Central. I'll be in the live chat on Trailer Trash Tammy's YouTube. It's my first one-hour special. Please tune in and watch that. And then starting on Thursday through Saturday, I'll be at the Funny Bone Westport doing a whole brand-new hour that I've been working on since I recorded that special. So if you're like, I need Rafe's comedy in my life, well, you're going to get more than you need this week. So watch the special. Leave a comment. Help me get it on YouTube. I'm grassroots in this thing. Uh, and then come see me this weekend and hang out and hang out after the show and take a pic or shake my hand or give me the finger or whatever yeah. on your way out of the club. And uh, yeah. King Scott's going to do some guest sets on Saturday, maybe. Yeah, I got say, a you know, 85 yeah. minutes shy of right. 90 minutes <laughs> set ready so to roll, you, so it's going to be awesome. So you've ever heard the goo and you're like, I'd like to see that yeah. live? Well, guess what? Now's your chance. All right. All right. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. Uh Moon? Uh, it is oh, it's still only September, and we have sold a ton of tickets for, for a Punk Rock Christmas, December 9th. So if you think you're going to wait, no, we'll get them in October or November, Wrong. you may miss out. So please get those tickets now while you can. Last year we had so many people say, oh, I waited and I missed out, and then I missed out on the show of the year. Uh, don't do that again. This is going to be the Christmas party of all Christmas parties, December 9th at the pageant, Punk Rock Christmas. Uh, just go to the pageant website or the points website, and you can get tickets there. Other than that, energy up, and I just wish you a, a good day. Thank you. Merry Christmas, man. Um, Scott? Yes, sir. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Nothing? Have a good, well, I've just promoted the <laughs> oh, okay. weekend. Yeah, Saturday, uh, 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 yeah, do uh, that. Just, uh, follow uh, me uh, socials uh, uh, at Elmore's Glue Factory. Okay. Elmore's <laughs> Glue. Okay, we're done. Uncle uh, Elmore's Socks. <laughs> we leave you with a selection from our Team Riz member today brought to you by Hot Shots. Hotshotsnet.com slash Team Riz from Sullivan, Missouri. Brian Higgins. Yeah, Brian. Yeah. The Rizzuto Show podcast powered by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Your best choice for quality tires and expert auto service. Dobbs.